she's been in a weird mood the last two days, so. It's because she doesn't know what to do with herself. Same. Hey everybody, it's Sarah. I just wanted to pop in real quick before we start episode 41 um, to give a little bit of an introduction since I wasn't able to do that since I had like no setting on the scene or opener. Y'all don't come at me. It's been a long day. (laughs) Um, But in this week's episode, I am going to be joined by my best friend, Emily. Me and Emily have been friends since 2013, 2012. No, 2013. And we are going to be joined by her girlfriend, Sarah, as well. Um, They are both natives of the state of Missouri. And um, so this week's episode, we are talking about haunted Missouri. So, of course, I had to bring in some people who actually knew about the state. Um, We talk about everything spooky, everything really. I mean, first off, my friends are so fucking smart. They just, like, drop us, like, the most amazing information bombs, like, ever. Uh, I could not expect anything more from them. Um, This week's episode is really, really good, and I really appreciate that they came on. And um, yeah, so uh, without further ado, here is uh, episode 41, Haunted Missouri, featuring Emily and Sarah. Okay, just so you guys know, uh, I am currently recording. Cool. Okay, I just want to let y'all know. I wanted to use my setup, my, my whole mic and everything like that, but it wasn't working with my computer. And like I set my computer up to like the specific, like I have to have it in a specific way. And so it's all high tech and I'm stupid as fuck. So I had no idea what to do. But yeah, anyway, so what are y'all drinking? Oh, I'm just drinking coffee. <laughs> it's God, been a long damn it, day. Sarah. She can't damn it, drink Sarah. headache. Oh, I'm same, late. I'm old. What do you want? I'm the old one of the group. I am drinking the Angry Orchard, <laughs> which <laughs> smells delicious. Mm. That's awesome. Okay. Star strawberry coffee. Ew. Strawberry coffee? It's it's Neapolitan, so it's chocolate, vanilla, yelling? strawberry, <laughs> and I put chocolate creamer in it. I'm not yelling. That's rich from Loudmouth. <laughs> Damn. Okay, this literally feels like we're just having a conversation. I miss you guys. We miss miss you. you. Come visit. Yeah, after doing this whole episode, I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Missouri is like haunted as fuck. Yep. We were, I was looking up a bunch of different places. I was like, man, there's more than I knew. I have a book where a murder took place here. It's actually in St. Louis. It's on a bridge. There's a book written about it. It's one of my favorite books. Side note, I looked up one of the places that you were talking about to see mm-hmm. if it, if I was right, if it was The Exorcist. So The Exorcist actually started in a house in Maryland, and it finished here at SLU. They have a hospital at SLU, and they have an entire wing that they built a wall to keep the spirit behind. Is that so oh. mm, I think they knocked it down, if That's I remember crazy. what if, if what they said was correct. But there was a whole wing, and they built a wall. To keep the spirit behind it. Damn. Which is creepy. <laughs> we had a kid at work that um, had exorcisms done on her. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because her. Yeah. Never well, mind. I'm going to keep that yep. thought in my head. Yep. <laughs> but those okay. are still done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, usually how I start off the episode is I introduce myself. 
And because it's your guys' first time on the show, I kind of want y'all to introduce yourselves to us. Okay. <laughs> cool. Go first. No, you go first. Uh, Sarah, go first. Ew! Uh, why do I have to go first? <laughs> All right. What am I supposed to say? Just my name's Sarah Blackwood and I live in St. Louis? Wow. We don't need your social. We don't need your date of birth. We don't need anything <laughs> Uh, Just, yeah. Just, like, tell me, like your name and who you are and like what you're doing with your life. I don't know. (laughs) I know know Sarah through my girlfriend (laughs) who's sitting right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, don't laugh at her. She's giving, you know, her introduction. Okay. This is going to be the weirdest podcast ever. We've had weirder. We've had weirder. Okay. Emily, give me your introduction. I want to know who you are. Um, I'm Sarah's best friend, so I win. So, and I was an axe murderer. Ah, yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Emily, how did we meet? A dating website. <laughs> <laughs> A dating website. I like, can't remember the name. Uh, if it was me, it was probably OkCupid. Okay I was That's about to all... say I think it was OkCupid. Okay That's her all. You, did you guys, like... No, that's us that went to Bread Co. Yeah, no, we went to Starbucks. Starbucks, that's right. Yes. We went to Starbucks for our first date. Date? Yeah. And I was definitely afraid that Emily was going to kill me and uh, be like some kind of serial killer. I showed up in a lesbian outfit. I just don't make sure. Listen, she had mandals on and she was wearing jeans and... I'm sure she fucking does. I think I've seen her recently wear them. Um, Like, it was, I was like, oh, my God, this is such a lesbian. (laughs) Well, come on, then. You want to be in the podcast? Come on. This is Al. She's haunted. August is at my door trying to come in. Uh, Can y'all hear him? Get your butt Yes. He's like, ah! Um... (laughs) But yeah, so me and Emily met like that. What was that how long ago was that, Emily? Like, I think we after- figured it out that it was over what six years. We've known each other over, over six, six years. years. Over yes. six years. We didn't work out as a as a relationship, which is cool. That's fine. <laughs> we yeah. Now you're with Sarah, who's amazing. So yeah, and you're with Sarah, who's amazing. Ah, too many Sarahs. Look at that. It was just meant to be. We <laughs> so were meant many to be with Sarahs. Sarah. So many Sarahs. <laughs> But yeah, so we we we've been through a lot in our lives together, and I don't think I've ever talked to you about anything scary before. No, yes, that's not true. Um, when you moved to Yokum, you took me to that hospital. When we came to visit, we drove by it. We didn't go. No, because we couldn't go in it. Right. I yeah. had to go in it, but we weren't allowed to go in it. That's true. You are so right. You're so right. Okay, so you guys live in Missouri, though, right? Yep. St. Yeah. Louis. And St. Louis? Do you say Louis or you say St. Louis? You don't say St. Louis? No, St. Louis. No. And Does I call anybody it... say St. Louis? No. No. People that don't live in St. Louis say um, St. Louis. They called it St. Louis in the early 1900s, maybe, like in the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah, but those are people that <laughs> don't live in St. Louis. I was born in the 1900s. You don't know. Could have been. <laughs> you could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Okay. So, 
I have been working diligently for you guys to find a uh, compilation of really spooky and scary things of Missouri. So uh, I guess we'll start off with that. I don't know. First off, we have to say the, the token name. So my name is Sarah. Emily. Sarah. And this is... And usually I have uh, and Lindsay in with here, with me here, but she wasn't able to. She's actually working. Um, like I said, we're doing Haunted Missouri, and I I named it as Haunted Missouri, featuring Emily and Sarah, and I have a little heart next to it. Oh, did you um, spell Sarah's name right? S A R A. Yep. There Good you job. Go. Yeah, I know. I know. What Sarah? You've been in our lives for like how long? A year. No, we've been together. Yeah, but I didn't meet them until oh, that's their true. shower. That's oh, true. but I definitely did some yeah, Facebook stalking, so I knew. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> so I guess two and a half years yep. now. Around. Two and a half years. Okay, so we're going to start this off with, usually I do like a setting of the scene and opener. Um, but I really didn't write anything, because I didn't know what to fucking say. So I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> the hauntings of misery. For real. <laughs> hauntings of misery. I actually put in, it says Ghost Hunters Paradise. I got that from like one specific website. They're like, Missouri I is, is so haunted. Yeah, it's called the Ghost Hunters Paradise, which is very, very true. It's very haunted. There was a whole page that I wrote down of things that I could have talked about, but I just don't have the time There's or the lot. patience. There's a lot. There, a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay. So I thought I'd start this off with history of Missouri. Do y'all have like Missouri history classes? I'm there? sure we do, but it's been a real long time. Mm-hmm. Like like in public schools Wait. and stuff. Not in Missouri. They do they do teach Missouri history. It is one of the standards. But it's very like it's not like a whole ass class. It's just no. like it's very minimal. A it's small a segment. Well, Texas, on the other hand, has a whole ass, like, Texas history class that we have to take. That's because Texas does everything bigger. Yeah. Texas is the best. First off, y'all should move back over here. <laughs> Emily should move back over here. You should go with her, Sarah. There's no property tax. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no. <clears throat> All right. So I thought I would start it off with a little bit of Missouri history. Um, because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what y'all knew about your own state. Okay. So, in case y'all didn't know, Missouri was located in the Midwestern part of the United States. Did y'all know that? Yes. We did. <laughs> you did. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, it has about 6 million residents, y'all included. Is that it? Wow. Well, yeah. This is good. I'm getting this straight off of Wikipedia, so maybe it's not it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it is. There's a lot of little towns where there's probably a lot less people. We... Everybody thinks we're bigger than we are, but there's really only like three big cities and the rest is all teeny tiny rural towns. What's the big cities? St. Louis, Jeff City, and uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Jeff City? Jefferson. Jefferson City is the capital. It's not super big either, though. The main two, I guess, are Kansas City and St. Louis. Okay. Didn't know that. I know a little bit of my history. Girl, I'm a teacher okay. after all. I should know that. Shit, you should. We're going to call you out on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so it's the 19th most populous state in the United States. 
Uh, the state got its name due to the Missouri River, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm like trying to like ask you, is are you am I correct, Sarah? Are you yes. yes, there yeah, are like okay. four. There are four rivers, well, but Lewis the Missouri River is the biggest one, and Lewis and Clark came through here. Yes, I wrote a little bit down about Lewis and Clark too. Not too much because I mean, there's not much. They just and we have the, came through. the biggest what uh, Route 66. Yeah, that whole stretch of thing. Mm-hmm. Goes right through here. Oh, a lot of okay. interesting things happen on Route 66. Hey, there's actually a lot of so, haunted places yeah. along Route 66. So, a lot of UFO shit that goes on in Route 66. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, the Missouri River flows through the center of the state and then it combines with the Mississippi River. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of Missouri has been inhabited for 12,000 years. And in those 12,000 years, many countries have laid claim to the land. Um, it started off with the French. Makes right. sense. Yep. Because of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and was briefly held by the Spanish. And then the U.S. managed to get a hold of it through the Louisiana Purchase. And Missouri was admitted as a slave state through the Missouri Compromise, which everybody knows yeah. pretty much. So St. Louis was named after um, King Louis the... I don't remember which one. 11th, maybe? Whichever numeral there is. I think it's the 11th because I actually just taught that in class not that long ago. We were looking at state parks and there was one of the parks was named, um, I think it was the forest, no, Carondelet Park mm. was um, originally named um, Louis Park. And mm. they removed it. So there was like this whole history behind it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, wow. no. yep. Shit. Sarah, you should be teaching us this stuff. Never mind. Let me just give this over to you. I'm just going to email this <laughs> over to you so you, can, <laughs> so you can do everything. Because I'm like listening to you. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I that's totally really found that on a fluke. So <laughs> <laughs> I did. We were researching parks. All right. So on a lighter note, uh, Missouri played a huge role in westward expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pony Express, Oregon Trail. Santa Fe Trail and California California Trail all began in Missouri. Uh, most notably, you can see the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. St. Louis. I want to say St. Louis so fucking bad. You can I'm sorry, say y'all. St. Louis, because that's what people say when they're not from St. Louis. So. She said Oregon Trail, and the first thing that popped in my head was, "You have died of dysentery." I was just thinking that. <laughs> dysentery. Just thinking. Whatever. Dysentery. What'd she say? <laughs> nothing. Then she said. I said nothing. She said equal life. <laughs> That's like me earlier in cholera. I said <laughs> I said chloria. <laughs> but it looks like it if you it read does. it. It looks it does. like like really quickly it looks like chloria. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lydia, what? No, it's cholera. Um, okay. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. We have the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, which was built as a dedication to the men and women who journeyed to the re- to the West, which is really fucking cool. Things beautiful. And whenever I go visit you guys, that's immediately the first place I'm going to go to. Um, you can go back. You can go back up inside it. It was closed for a while because of oh COVID, womp womp. But now it's back open. Yeah, you can you go, go inside of it. You oh, get yeah, on a, a big elevator. No, you get no, on a tiny, tiny elevator, elevator and that go, holds oh, about four people, yeah. and you go all the way up. And it, if you're claustrophobic, and you can look out from the top, don't go because you will freak out. And then you peer through the tiny windows that are at the very top. So y'all can go up and I'll stand at the bottom and wave at you. Hold on a quick second. Am I going through the arch like this? Or I'm just going no, straight up? Going no, up. you go straight <laughs> up. But then you go up 
this like ramp. Because it's like this. So you go up one and side. And then you walk up these stairs yeah. to the top. Hmm. And there's like a um, a store at the bottom and museum at yeah. the bottom as well. Oh, we used to do that God. for a field trip. I haven't been there since I was like 10. Yeah, we used to do that for a field trip. That was 30 years ago. That was like the big field trip at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the Alamo for us, I guess. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool, though. That would be really interesting to see. I think I just think it's like really beautiful and to be at the tippy top and just be like, man, so many people like. It's came funny to hear this. someone say that because to me, the arch is just like whatever. Yeah, it's just the arch. There's so many more beautiful things. Around. Okay, all right, <laughs> you Saint Louisans, Jesus fucking Christ. Saint that is forever uh, going to be our name now, the Saint Louisans. The Saint Louisans. You guys say exactly right. The Saint Louisans. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> We Love it. Our door. No. I will send you one. I will send it to you. I'm gonna make us a sign now. Okay. I will ship that mail awesome. express it to you, St. Louis. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see where are we at. Where are we at? Um, Missouri is rich with history, and obviously with history, there's always the good and the bad. Um, mm-hmm. So get into a little bit of the bad. Many people know about Bonnie and Clyde, right? Everybody knows about Bonnie and Clyde. Um, they were an infamous couple that were known for their bank heists and murder of both law enforcement and civilians, which fuck Bonnie and Clyde, y'all. Um, I mean, they sound, I mean, it's really cool. They were, like, they were the, the Robin Hood of their time, though. Yeah. They were taking yeah, I mean, rich and giving to the poor. Not really, but. Um, well, that was what their little guys was. Okay, well. Yeah, they were like straight up gangsters, like gang gangsters. But yeah, so Bonnie and Clyde ended up in Missouri, as Emily had mentioned to me. In Joplin, yes, they did. They lived in Joplin, and they lived in Joplin with Clyde's brother, which was, his name was like Buck or something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And their sister-in-law, which I don't remember what her name was. Uh, we watched that movie. What was her name? Why do I want to say it was Louise? What? But I don't think that's right. What movie? Maybe what movie did y'all watch? Bonnie and Clyde. It was a movie about Bonnie and Clyde. It was pretty historically accurate it was too. Really good too. Is it the ones on Netflix? No, that's so. called Highwaymen. Uh, that that's called favorite. That's one of our favorite. The Highwaymen is so good, but it was it was actually. But that's called from Bonnie a different Clyde. view. So the one that we watched is a is from the view of Bonnie and Clyde, and we then ran, the Highwaymen we is from the view. Amazon. I know is from the view of the cops, Hold the on. police. It was a good, good, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. yeah. Um. Okay. They're in Joplin, and there they had like a little. I can't really call it an apartment. It was like a garage, right? Like in a garage yeah. apartment. And there, they, like, gambled. Huh? No, he went by Buck. Well, it says Roy. I know, but he went by Buck. It's, like, Roy, but, like, they call, like, in quotes, Buck. What was was his wife's name? It's, like, Blanche. 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 There you go. Blanche. Blanche. There you go. I knew it was something weird. Blanche. Yeah. Her name is Blanche. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Blanche. Blanche Devereaux. God damn it. So there they gambled and drank all through the night. They were causing ruckus all over the fucking place. Everybody knew Bonnie and Clyde were living there, but not many people talked about it because, you know, you don't want to spread that shit around in case they, like, come and try to fucking shoot you. So not many people talked about them, but law enforcement was aware that Bonnie and Clyde were living there together. Um, So they came up with this little gathering of men. Uh, It was about five-man team that surrounded the home. Uh, and they were basically like, get the fuck out of the house. And the barrels were like, hell no. And they opened fired on them. And they killed a detective. 
by the name of Harry uh, McGinnis, and then they fatally wounded a constable by the name of J.W. Harriman. The criminals fled from the scene pretty much unscathed. I mean, I think Buck had gotten like, uh, like a, a graze from a yeah. bullet, and I think I don't remember what else. I don't I don't remember what else it was, but it wasn't like I think they got. Clyde, like, I think Clyde got grazed by a bullet too. I think. Yeah, I think. But it wasn't like but anything they, they serious. They weren't fat or anything like serious. Right. Yeah. They weren't like it. It was just kind of like, eh, fuck it, whatever. It got we got out. You know, we're not dead. Uh, and they continued on with their crimes until May 23rd, 1934, when they met their demise on a back road in Louisiana by a former Texas Ranger who had been tracking the couple. Okay, hold up. I'm just so proud of this Texas Ranger. I'm so proud of Texas. Like, <laughs> we just come out here, we're like, oh, y'all having problems with these people? We're going to fucking shoot them up. That's exactly what they did. We're going to shoot them up. They literally exactly showed up the investigation, they and they're like, we got this. Just back off. Just back the fuck up and let Texas take over. Like, we got and they this. they did. Okay. They were like, we got him. And everyone's like, no, you're not going to catch him. And we're, they're like, yeah, watch. We're going to catch them. And, and they're they not did. going to walk away. And they did. They didn't. They definitely were dead. I want one of my bucket lists is to go see the car. That's on my bucket list. I saw the pictures of them while I was looking this up. Because I had to look up the gruesome, nasty pictures. That's and, uh, too. It's just crazy to see them all like slumped over, like in the all the bullet holes and shit like that. And I mean, it was pretty much just a fucking ambush. Like he really just oh yeah, yeah. just fucked them up. And but I think then the again, car is still in the is in a casino. The last I read when I wanted to go see it on our tour that we were planning in the casino in. In a random, hold on, in a random Isn't it state, like in Tennessee? I'm There's, literally yeah. looking it up right now. It's in Nevada. That's it, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that, It is at a, at a casino called Whiskey Pete's. Yep. And Prim, Nevada. Yep. That's right. That's okay, a so. Cool name for a casino, though, a cool Whiskey casino. Pete's. But imagine, like, I'm dead. I died. I got killed in the car. And, like, someone's like, hey, let's put this in Whiskey Pete's. <laughs> well, it traveled. It traveled but why around, the, like, around why the states. And then Whiskey Pete is the one that bought it. They bought it, and they bought the rights to have it. And that's where it's been ever since. But they could have, like, put it, like, in a museum. This is something that yeah, is so could've. historical and so important that he should have just put it in a fucking museum and been like, all right, cool. There's a museum in California that I feel like it should have gone into. Yeah. What's that? It's the Museum of Death, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. That's in New Orleans? There's one in New Orleans, yeah, too. Yeah, there is. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also there's one in, in California. California. the biggest one. I want to say it's in Sacramento. But that's on my bucket list, too. Yeah. But I think that's where the car should have ended up. The Not death. in a freaking casino in Nevada. Like, what? Gives you a reason Los to go. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought and it was. And it's temporarily closed. Yep. Oh, that's right. We looked at it. Remember? Because mm-hmm. I was really upset because I thought it was closed permanently, but then they're re- they're moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely would love to go there. I think that'd be really interesting to see. Um, somebody told me that there was like some random ass, like, well, it was on TikTok, okay? Y'all don't come at me. It was on TikTok, and they said it was like some random ass museum called like the Museum of Death. But it was like, um, 
it wasn't in New Orleans. It wasn't like the actual Museum of Death or anything. It was just like somebody just made a collection of things that they got over time. And it was a whole bunch of like haunted articles and like, you yeah, know, that's... like death masks, I think, were in there. Like it was just a whole bunch of like crazy stuff. And they're Sarah, like, that would be even me. We would have oh, something yes. like that. Oh, fuck yes. But Sarah would be like, both of our Sarahs would be like, uh, <laughs> do not bring upset. that shit home. No. Nope. Really? That. As long as you don't bring a Ouija board in my house, I don't care. Fuck, bring a Ouija board and just don't just don't call any spirits into my house and we're good. Don't be like yeah, our son. Oh yeah, he would call the spirits into the house. That's why I can't have a Ouija board because Eric will try to use it. Eric and legit we will end up has with... asked us, Sarah, I'm gonna get one and can we play it? And I'm like, you don't play a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. What are you? Are you insane? And he's like, well, and I was like, there's no well. Don't argue with me. It's <laughs> that no. boy is gonna be bringing in some. Yeah, he is. Bringing in some spirits he, and shit. He, he has been has. begging us to go on a haunted tour of America. <laughs> like, he's the one who wants to go. And Caroline's like, oh, hell no, I'm staying with Dad. No, and I'm like, that's coming. fine. I, I don't think she realizes we're not talking about haunted houses, no. though. Okay, when you say haunting, no. Caroline thinks, thinks that of... you have a haunted house and people are jumping yeah. out at you. No, 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 no. I had to explain to her, no. Caroline, haunting just means something bad happened and there's things there that aren't from this world still that are that are there and she's like oh so people won't jump out at me and I was like no they're not gonna be in masks I love my daughter she seems to think she has my gift and she does not Uh, so she is the only one who's going to be affected by this haunted tour is going to be me because I have yeah yep yeah oh I want to get into that we're gonna get into that (laughs) very 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 soon okay so you know we're gonna get we're gonna get get back to that but it would be so much fun Sarah would not like that though she she like hates that I have like creepy shit in my podcast room. Like um, she cannot. Sarah, I want to turn our basement into a collection. Please. Y'all see my? I love your room. Do you see it? Yeah. yeah. And I have like a little bat and everything. I know oh. you just got your bat. What's its name? What did you Frederick. name? Frederick. Frederick. I I want a bat, but I want a live bat. <laughs> I get to play with live bats at the sanctuary though, so that's fun. Hold on, I'm going to give our dog a treat real fast so she can stop staring at me. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Mm. You ding. But you're about to drink a beer and you just drink this liquor. This is liquor. Liquor What's before liquor? beer, you're in the clear. Oh, oh, gotcha. What's liquor? The Angry Orchard. She just pulled out a bush light apple. Angry Orchard is not a liquor. It's beer, whatever. It's a cider. You're a cider. You're a cider. It's... <laughs> Wait, so what are you drinking now? Well, I haven't opened it yet, but it's my favorite beer. It's Bush Apple. That is the disgu- most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, It's really good. Oh. It tastes like apple juice. Also, you it's like Bud Light Lime, not. so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you know what? Leave my Bud Light Lime out of this. The only beer that you'll get me to drink is the the strawberry oh. Natty Light. Yeah. Okay, so listen, y'all. I okay, have this sorry, beer. We got some track. No, it's okay. I have this beer from Baba Brewhouse. Oh, that's so pretty. It's called Piece by Piece. Coolest beer. It is a smoothie beer. Literally a smoothie beer. Yeah. So this one has cherry and uh, blackberry and I don't know what else, but it's like it's it's like a smoothie. I don't know if I could drink that. Yeah, you could. So good. 
How is it and a layer I, if it's a smoothie? I want the well because they still like they is they still do the process like as if it was a beer, but instead of the usual like ingredients like hops and stuff like that, they add fruit to it. Oh, I want. I might like I that. want the pickle beer. That's what I want. I do. Oh, want. I have some of that. I have like four of them in my my okay, fridge. Well, I'll be driving tomorrow to come get it. I want pickle beer. If you come you tomorrow, here. you're never fucking leaving. I'm not letting you go back. <laughs> oh. That might be a problem since I start my new job Monday and be like, um, sorry. I'm, I'm in Texas. Back. <laughs> the best place ever. Right? Right? Anyways, okay. We are totally off topic. Okay. That's okay. We do that all the time. That's <laughs> because you're talking to us. <laughs> yes. I love you guys. I miss talking to y'all. It's like... Like y'all, like you never left. It's like having you right here in front of me. <laughs> Ew, really hot. Not yet. I know. We'll I take know. a trip down there, but they need to come visit us too. That goes both ways. Oh, they will. Oh, we will. Oh, they will. <laughs> I think going to Denver like get got me off of that scaredness of like traveling and stuff like that. I'm so ready to travel. I would We're definitely take a plane to Missouri. We're going camping in Colorado. <gasps> How far away is Colorado from there? 13 hours. Yeah, it's a 13-hour drive. We're going to stay in a yurt. Um, But I drove from Texas to Colorado. Mm. Which is not much more. It's just a different direction. Um, It it was a rough drive. <laughs> it took us like two days. Did it? Yeah. Hmm. I would totally do it. I would totally drive to Colorado from Texas. So get a yurt next to ours at Arrowhead Camp and come with us. <laughs> First off. This girl ain't gonna stay in no fucking yurt. <laughs> Why? Hey, that's better than you staying stay in a tent. tent. No, stay nowhere outside. I'll go outside for a little bit, but I'm gonna a go back to a hotel. A yurt is considered glamping. It is. <laughs> it has a refrigerator. It has, in ele- it. It has uh, electricity. First off, Sarah Catherine would n- would kill me. She does not like camping, being outside, doing any of that shit. She'd be like, "Oh hell no, we're not doing it." Aren't you glad you found someone that likes to camp? Yes. <laughs> because I like being outside. Oh, uh, see. Uh, see, they're, they're made for each yeah. other because neither one of them likes <laughs> it. Yeah. I like walking. Beachy. I could be outside for a little bit. An hour, two hours, three hours. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, do you remember when you go to that park? What was it? Ben's? Ben, Benzos? What was that park in Texas? What's that park called? Browse this Ben, you dummy. Thank you. Thank you. She'd be like freaking out. She'd be like, "I'm so hot, I'm sweaty," and I'd be like, "It's not even that hot out." And then I found- you live in Texas. Texas and- is hot. Okay. okay, I can vouch for that. Just because people live in Texas, it's still hot and it's still miserable. Oh I know, God. but to it, it was like eighty something degrees outside today, and I was wearing my uniform and stuff and my vest, and I was just like, "Kill me." Kill me now! And it fucking. What are you gonna so do when it's 103? Hot. Right. Die. <laughs> wow, we All got right. off topic. So sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. Okay, so let's go back to our first haunting. Y'all ready? Yep. So first up, we got Missouri State Penitentiary. That's, That's all you, babe. That's all you. I don't know that much about it, just from what I've read. I get what, to what have you read? All that research. What have you read? Ew. 
Um, well, they do tours, and that's on my bucket list, too. Is... Yeah, we've been wanting to go there. Is that the link that you sent me that one time? Was it yes. Yeah. yeah. But they won't let Eric go. He's too little. Um, and so Why? he's, like, really ticked about that. because You have to, to be go. 12 or older. Or No, I'm sorry. You have to be 13, 13, 13 or older. <laughs> to get I, possessed. I cast him off as 13. He looks like he's 6. 13 so. or older to get possessed. To do the... To, to do that and i want to be like this child has watched it he is fine he's probably watched prodigy without us knowing too i love him to death but he's kind okay, of okay anyway back on <laughs> missouri state penitentiary it, you say penitentiary or you say penitentiary teacher penitentiary. yeah penitentiary yeah penitentiary. okay so what do you know about missouri state Pen. um well i'm looking so i don't get my facts wrong too but I do know that it had the gas chamber, right? All right, you want me to you want me to tell you a little bit? Yeah. So I did write some, down. some other fun facts. Okay. So Missouri State Pen, located at one fifteen Lafayette Street in Jefferson City. You said that's your that's the state capital, right? That's the state capital. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a fantastic place. Oh, that sounds like so much sarcasm right there. Oh, it was. <laughs> All right, so this place was opened in 1836, and it housed inmates for 168 years and was the oldest and continually uh, operating prison west of the Mississippi until decommissioned in 2004. But in its heyday, it served as the state's primary maximum security institution. Currently, even after it's being closed, it's still owned by the state of Missouri. Fun fact, guys. Fun fact alert. And I had to throw in Texas on this. The prison opened for business in eight, March of 1836, which is the same year and month that the Alamo fell. Interesting. So they sent all the people from the Alamo to the state penitentiary, didn't they? No, because they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that we know of. That we know of. I mean, they could have sent Santa Ana to the prison, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he There's wasn't. Really no, none of us were there. We weren't there. We weren't there. You're right. So while the prison was open in the 1830s, uh, they would employ prisoners to make bricks as they bide their time. The prison population at this point in the 1830s was like one guard, one warden, and like 15 prisoners. And then like a foreman and his, a foreman's assistant, basically. That was it. That was the whole fucking prison. Um, people escaped. Oh, they have that on here. Do they? Yeah, they do. They have it on their website, yeah. Uh, many many claim that the prisoners at the time were treated like slaves rather than prisoners trying to pay their penance. Which, I mean, honestly, if you're making fucking bricks, yeah, it sounds like you're being a slave. So fast forward a little bit. The prison was so important because this was the place that the, the inmates were sent for death row. And from 1938 to 1965, about 40 prisoners were executed in the prison's gas chamber. But they also had a place for lethal injection as well. They did hangings, too. So for, before 1989, death row inmates were held in a below-ground unit and isolated from the world. Death row inmates were unable to leave the death row facility, and each death row inmate was allowed only one hour of exercise a day. And the Missouri Department of Corrections said, with restrictions on movement and limited access to programs, conditions of confinement for death row inmates mirrored those of other states. And as with other states using prison facilities, Constructed before the turn of the 20th century, conditions of Missouri State Penitentiary was 
less favorable for both uh, death row inmates and staff. So basically, they're like, hey, look, I know it's really shitty, but what did you expect? It's an old-ass prison, and we don't know any better. But also, it's like all the other states at this point, so it's not like we're not doing anything bad. But they did have some legal issues with that because that's really fucking inhumane. The Missouri Department of Corrections began to use an internal death row system, uh, which gave privileges that were awarded for good behavior. Uh, They changed the medical service delivery procedures, and they provided a privacy room for religious services. But, like I said, 40 prisoners had been executed during their stay, and within the 40, there was one woman. Do you know who that woman was, Emily? No, not off the top of my head. Okay, her name was Bonnie Heady, and she was 41 years old, and she was an absolute fucking nightmare, y'all. This bitch was a bitch. Like, a bitch of a bitch. So she deserved to be. She deserved every fucking minute of being fucking gassed in that chamber, dude. Yeah. What um, did she do? So she managed to get herself in a bit of a situation with the guy uh, by the name of Carl Austin Hall. Her and this guy kidnapped a young boy and demanded $600,000 from his family for his safe return. This, by the way, was like the largest ransom known in history at the time. And the family ended up giving over this much money because they're like, we want our little boy back. Come to find out, these motherfuckers had already killed this kid and fucking already, like, buried him and got rid of him. Even though they, you know, they had said, oh, they, we would release him to you. There she is. She looks like a bitch. She does. She's a fucking asshole, dude. That's like yeah. a parent's worst nightmare, for real. So she and that guy both got sentenced to death. I think I actually learned about her in history class. Did you? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because that sounds really familiar. Also, honorable, or if you want to say not so honorable mentions, uh, James Earl Ray was housed there. Do you know who that is? Yes. He killed, yeah. uh, assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Uh, Pretty Boy Floyd was, too. Yes, he was. James Earl Ray was actually housed there for a little bit, but then he escaped, Mm-hmm. And while he was escaped from that prison, that's when he killed Martin Luther King. Yep. So. There you go. Um, yeah. so. so if he hadn't escaped, Martin Luther King might still be alive. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, that crazy? crazy. Like, uh, if crazy? only they would have had better fucking security instead of one guard. God damn it. Right. Okay, baby. No, I'm just kidding. At that point, they probably had more than that. It was, you know. Probably not. That's the guy that she killed the kid with they both look like assholes they have like the same expression they do <laughs> look like brother and sister dude they do yeah, they do but i don't think they're related at all or uh, they could have been shit i don't know they could have been cousins i don't know no you know they were executed side by side they deserved every second of that and she all was right. the only woman to be executed in the gas chamber mm-hmm. and it says last meal none mentioned <laughs> I love how they put the meals on there, though. I know, and it's, like, the noted details. Um, it's a really cool website. Like, I really want to go. They you did a really good job of it. Yes, I've had that conversation numerous times. All right, can I go grab another beer? Is that all right with y'all? Go yes. for it. Okay, so an important event happened on September 22nd, 1954. Emily, do you know what that event was? No, go for it. 
I you thought you did your own fucking research, I did. bro. I just like Sarah telling it. She says it so matter-of-factly. She's so, like, interesting when she shares her little facts. She's got, like, that voice. Okay. She does, though. Yeah. Keep going with that. You're building on my <laughs> ego. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a major fucking riot broke out. Like, major oh, riot. Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, her. oh, yeah, that. Um, so it all started when two inmates faked illness to attract guards to them. The guards arrived and were ambushed by the inmates who took their keys and began running down the corridors and releasing everyone in the process. So in total, there's about 2,500 inmates that were on the loose inside the prison. 2,500? Yep. How is there even space for that many inmates? It's a bit, it, they ended up making like they have you not seen the Missouri Penitentiary. It's okay. massive. It is a huge building. Like here. I'll while Sarah's telling you this, I will show pictures. Yep. All right. So we got 2,500 inmates on the loose in this fucking prison. During this time, one inmate in solitary confinement was tortured and murdered by other prisoners during the riot. So talking about an episode of Wentworth. Oh my god. It is Let's, huge. Okay, but still, 2,500? That's still hot for 25. It must go all the way around. It does. It's okay. huge. So, like, that's the main part. And then it goes back. Oh, look at how run down it is. Wow. Yeah, well, I want to go. Oh, I won't go. I mean, look. That's inside. Wow. So, it looks a lot bigger than what you would expect. Yeah. All right. So, a shit ton of law enforcement agencies just flooded the prison. They all went to try to figure out what the fuck to do, what to, what to do to stop. Um, we got a lot of Missouri State Troopers, and um, they actually managed to break up most of the riot, but there were about 300 left that were planning that were not planning on giving up, and they barricaded themselves in B and C blocks. Uh, 18 men were chosen from the troopers to lead the way into the cell blocks, and with 100 St. Louis PD officers and other troopers waited outside as the second defense line for these guys. In the end... How many people do you think died during this whole thing? 70. Only four inmates were killed. You said 70. That was, that's a fair guess. With you 2,500? Yeah, you would think that's, you would think a lot more would be killed. Well, I wasn't sure how many, like, state, the, like, the officers got killed. Did no officers get killed? No. That's so four inmates. Right? So four inmates were killed, 29 were injured, and one had attempted suicide. Four guards were seriously injured, and that was pretty much it. Um, several buildings have been burnt down, and the damage of everything all together was, like, an equal amount of, like, $5 million. That's not terrible. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, no inmates escaped, too, so that's a plus. Isn't that nuts? That is. Like, one of the most world's-known assassin escapes, but yet no one escaped during a riot. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that that's a little backwards, but you know, that's fucking like idiots. Where they had keys, yeah, right? They had keys. They had keys, and none fucking of them keys. left. None of them were able to escape. But they're all able to kill each other and torture each other. Like that's what you out do. Of, you get out keys. of everything you could have done. I would done. be the one that would be like, "I'm out, bye, y'all." <laughs> no, that you know, yeah, like Sarah said, out of everything to do, there's no. I'm gonna kill and torture this inmate. What? <laughs> I would be more concerned about getting the fuck out of there. I don't give a shit exactly. about this guy. Does it, uh, Sarah, I couldn't find, did it say why they killed that particular inmate? No, I didn't find that. Probably because he was a 
fucking dick or something. I don't know. There has to be a reason on why they picked him. Mm-hmm. But once they got everybody rounded up and they put them back in their cells, there was like the next day there was no breakfast for them. <laughs> Shame on you. No breakfast. <laughs> no breakfast for you. And That's instead, they were to riot. remain in their cells and were handed out sandwiches. And then when it came to dinner, inmates were taken out of themselves in small groups and were led with their hands clasped behind their heads to the mess hall and surrounded by 85 troopers who were armed and ready for anyone to pop the fuck off again. (laughs) It was later reported that a majority of the black inmates didn't participate, but instead just hunkered down and stayed out of the riot, which good for them. Smart. (laughs) Very smart. Uh, A school teacher credited two of his prison students for saving his life during the riot, which I thought that was really hard. That was really heart melting, you know. Like they cared enough about their school teacher that they made sure that he wasn't going to get killed. That's good though. Mm-hmm. It pays to be the one that helps, right? Instead of being a fucking dick. Um, which the warden at this time, I think the governor and the warden were pretty much the biggest dicks out of all of this. Yeah. Um, Aren't they so, always? Yes. Yeah. The warden at the time called for a whole ass prison shakedown, which understandable. Uh, He ordered the guards and officers to check everyone's cell for weapons and any other contraband, which they did return with a full-ass fucking arsenal of weapons that these guys had made and had hit. No, but so the sledgehammers, axe handles, screwdrivers. How do you get a sledgehammer? Like, well, they had to have stolen it from something sneakily. I know, how, but it's just scissors. How do you hide a sledgehammer in your I was cell? just going to say, how I'm do you hide that? that? Okay, but if you, you bring it to your cell, though. Yeah, do you put it down your pants leg? I don't... It, that's just impressive. Is that a sledgehammer? You just have to it in the wall. I can understand, like, screwdrivers and scissors and files and axe handles, but a sledgehammer? Well, if you have a sledgehammer, you probably sledgehammered a hole in the wall to hide it. Yeah, but you're not... Like Alcatraz, Alcatraz, you weren't allowed to have anything on your walls or stuff like that. Like, that's how this one was. So, how are you going to hide a big ass hole that you just sledgehammered out of the. You take a brick out and you slide it in and then you put the brick back in. These weren't bricks. That sounds a lot easier than probably what it could have been. Probably. And these weren't brick uh, walls. Why didn't you just shove it up your ass? That would have been easy. Like, that would be. Well, maybe they're talking about. Tiny sledgehammers. Like, you know, the handheld sledgehammers. That's a, ham- that's a hammer? Handheld sledgehammers. A hammer? No, they're they're bigger. A mallet? Yeah. No, it says sledgehammers. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so they found all that shit. And, okay, so this, okay, why would they do this riot anyways? What was the point? If they needed an escape, what was the point of it? Many of the inmates claim that the reason for the riot was due to three new members on their parole board. The new members were former highway patrolmen, and the inmates believed that they would not be impartial when the time came for parole consideration. Understandable. I completely get that. When the governor was asked if any changes would be made to the parole board due to prisoner complaints, he replied by saying, and I quote, no, sir, I'm not going to let a bunch of convicts tell me what to do, end quote. Which is why there was an entire riot, and then this man gets up there and says, I'm not going to let those little stupid inmates tell me what to do, even though there was $5 million damages and people murdered, but you go. You're so smart. Way to go, buddy. You did it. You just fixed everything, right? 
Uh, I think that's such a fucking asshole. That's an asshole thing to say. That's a dick dick move. But this is back in what the nineteen. Um, I have. So if you look 1950s. back at the history of our governors, our governors tend to be dickholes. Nineteen fifties. So okay. this is right in that good moment of. Has there even been in the history of prisons like a decent warden? Couldn't tell you. They don't talk a lot. I'm sure, about there's got to be some decent ones. Most no of them. No one talks just... about them. No one talks about the decent guys. Yeah. No, that's why guys. you know about them. Mm-hmm. All right. right. Talk about Lent Mansion and I'll take her out. Well, okay. Talk about what? <laughs> lamp. The lamp. The lamp. Oh, that one's coming up pretty soon. We found out a lot more than <gasps> what we do. Really? So you found the same yeah. website I did because what I found was real deep. I hit the surface because I was like, this is a lot of fucking shit. Oh, she did not. She went all in. <laughs> no, I. they had a lot of secrets. I love the fact that y'all looked that up. I'm so happy. I knew some about the limp anyway. Like, I knew that several of their the members of their family had killed themselves, but there were some things I did not know. I've been to the limp a few times. Have you? Is it really pretty? It is. It how is. do you feel? How do you feel about your feelings wise? Mm, so I went to a wedding there years and years ago, and I didn't really get any feelings in that. Most of the well, I've been to two weddings there. So there's the lamp, and then there's like another little building mm-hmm. underneath, like the when you go down because you have to go upstairs for the um, the party room. When you go down the stairs to go to the bathroom, it's a little bit creepier. But they actually the tunnels. Between the mansion and where the the um, brewery was, mm-hmm. there is a haunted house there now called the Darkness. Like a haunted house, like jump out, scare the fuck yeah. out of you, haunted house. Yeah, like okay. they built an actual haunted house through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Um, the Darkness is really cool. Um, it's scary as shit, and from what I understand, people have actually like seen other things besides just like the workers will tell you that they've had experiences while working at, at there. So let mansion out of everything that I looked up, that gives me the fucking creeps. That house gives me the creeps. Like I get like a really bad feeling from it. It's really pretty. Sometimes the prettiest places have the most fucked up history. It's all family though. It's all family history. Except for one. Except for one thing, which I found out. Yeah, but okay, so even with family history like that, like, what's wrong with this family that they had that much problems? What was, what was, what is a curse? So something that was... Based just... on what I'm reading, it sounds to me more like fame isn't everything. And um, money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a bit of depression that ran in the gene line. Mm-hmm. Is what it sounded like to me based on what I was reading. From everything. Because uh, it literally just went bump, 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 bump. As a, as a person with a degree in psychology who's about to go back with for a master's in psychology, my little psychological brain tells me that there is a history of depression and anxiety and issues in that family. We could see about how every major event that took place in that their lives they would literally like just tumble into this darkness mm-hmm. and then like that was it that was basically it like that's... the highs were highs and the lows were very low yeah as low as one can get 
in the ground low. <laughs> like bullet in the head low. <laughs> or in the heart. One of them tried to shoot themselves in the heart. Did you know that the youngest son that shot himself shot his dog first in the basement? That and then was went cool. upstairs. And, and then he went upstairs him. and shot himself. Mm-hmm. And the dog tried to climb out. He was on the stairs when they found him. Shut up. Yeah. Emily was like, oh, my God, that means it tried to climb out. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what it means. He didn't actually kill it. It suffered. <laughs> God. Just, why would you kill your dog first? I said, because it's all you got to live for. It's well, like that was the only thing the, he had. Like, he didn't have kills the family and then kills themselves. Like he didn't have anybody. He just had that fucking dog. Doberman Pincher. You can imagine it was a beautiful dog. All right. So would you believe it? This place is haunted. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, this fucking prison where all these guys died, all these people got executed, is very haunted. So we tales of ghostly visitors, huh? That's why we want to go there. Fuck yeah, that's why I want to go there. This place is amazing. It's so great. And the fact that they have these tours that are so, like, they're not expensive. You get to stay there for a long-ass fucking time. Like, it's... And they'll let you bring in your EVP and stuff and see if you can pick things up. Oh, I would. You have to bring that specific tour, though. Yeah. 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 I would definitely, most definitely do that tour because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, so tales of ghostly visitors began long before the prison closed, and both prisoners and guards reported seeing apparitions. So I read this article on this website, and I don't remember what the fuck the website was called, but this guy, he was a former guard that was there during the 1989 was when he worked there at the prison. And he said that he had some pretty crazy experiences. So this is is his experience. On a sunny day around 3 p.m., his name was Tom Wells, uh, Wells had been talking to an inmate named John when he noticed another inmate with long blonde hair and a white t-shirt walk out, out the door during headcount. Wells says, they know they're not supposed to be outside. And I thought to myself, you son of a bitch, I'm going to jump down this guy's throat. And I go out there and there's nobody there. I thought, man, he's run around the building. So I went up the right side of the building and nobody was there. And the big gate is there and it's all logs. And I was like, I know I've seen this guy. So I ran to the left side and there's a tower there. And I said, hey, has anybody ran by here? And the tower guy said, no, it's count time. It's lockdown. So I'm like, okay, there's a van sitting there that we used to take supplies up the hill. And I thought, my God, he's in that van. We've got an escape attempt. It's on a hill. So I'm looking underneath as I walk up and I look in the back windows. The seats are all taken out and I look in there and there's nothing there. So I open it up. And in the meantime, John, the inmate, has stepped out front and was watching me. I shut the doors and I'm like, what? And he goes, I ain't go- you ain't going to find that guy. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I saw him. I said, what did he look like? He said he had a long, long hair and white t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah. He says, Wells, we ain't got nobody in that building that looks like that. And I was just like, whoa, you're right. It felt like somebody had just punched me in the chest. Hmm. I mean, when you have another inmate saying, yeah, I saw the same fucking thing, and there's nobody else here that would look like that. That's uh, nuts. Or, like, when you have someone say, you're not going to find him. No, Sarah. Oh, God, fuck that. No, I couldn't, couldn't handle that. All right, so then there's the A-Hall, which is the prison's oldest building. And it's said to 
be a hot spot of unearthly activity. Inside of the massive stone building, there are four tiers of cells with catwalks that crisscross its width. The doors of the cells are less than five feet high, which force prisoners to stoop down and take a subordinate posture when leaving their cells. Early on, inmates were not allowed to look guards in the eyes, and an infraction wouldn't result in punishment at the whipping post or solitary confinement. So they did whip people. Interesting. I mean, they're literally treated like fucking animals. So, uh, within this building is a basement of dungeons referred to as the hole. That's where death row inmates were kept, and violent and disruptive prisoners and those suffering from mental health problems. The only lights in the cell came from a small slit in the door. In this building, a par- paranormal reports have included the feeling of having been touched by ghostly hands, an overwhelming smell of body odor. An apparition of a man spied on the catwalk and the movements in the darkness. Equipment often malfunctions here. Disembodied voices have been captured on recorders and some have even felt an invisible force breathing down their necks. It's creepy. That's exactly where you would want to go too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm looking up pictures. First off, if I have to smell somebody's body odor and they're dead, I'm going to fucking barf. Yeah, you don't, you don't forget that smell. Oh, no. No, no, no. Why do I have a feeling I would walk in there and black out? I don't know. Probably. This person just said that those cells could tell a thousand stories. I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. I can't imagine, you know, back in the day, think about how prisoners were treated. I'm sure there was a lot of torture and abuse going on. There's so much negative energy there. I think it would be suffocating. I mean, it's a prison, so... But I would think old psych hospitals would be the same way. It deemed the nickname the bloodiest 47 acres. (laughs) To give you an idea, like, that was the nickname that people gave it. All right, so there's cell number 48, which housed a prisoner who was known to be a snitch. He was bludgeoned to... Oh, here's a guy, here's a guy, sorry. He was bludgeoned to death with a sledgehammer during the prison riot of... 1954. Here, people have reported ha- uh, having strange, heavy feelings, and an unearthly human figure has been caught on camera. Doesn't pay to be a snitch. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Snitches get a sledgehammer to the fucking head. Oh, so that's the guy that was killed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so near the control... Sense. <laughs> right? There you go. That, there's a reason. There's a yep. reason. So, near the control room and some of the housing units, uh, there's said to be an entity known as Fast Jack. He's usually seen wearing a white lab coat and carrying a clipboard. He is thought to have been a trustee who worked in the medical facilities. And at one point, a tour guide passed through the control center to secure the outer doors, only to return just a few minutes later to find all the lockers had been opened. This antic was contributed, uh, attributed to Fast Jack, and others have reported seeing him in the hallways, moving through walls, or appearing for short moments before vanishing. In the female wing, we have a female ghostly figure who is often seen dressed in vintage clothing. Um, others have funny. It it's could fun. be. If I ever saw a fucking Bonnie, I'd smack that. I don't think Bonnie was held there. In the women's wing? I don't yeah, think. She was, was she? Why wouldn't? She would be held in a women's wing, babe. Well... I don't know. I don't think she was held at the penitentiary. That's what I'm saying. They did get transferred over there from other penitentiaries because that was where you would go to get executed. So maybe she would have been held 
maybe for a few days for a few days before her execution possibly or they might have just taken her down to death row and had her stay there since that's where all the but they also didn't want guys and girls to be put together so i don't know where they would put her interesting uh other people have seen a man in an outdated prison uniform leaning against a fence and some have seen or heard the ghost of children which is fucking weird because why would children be there Oh. And then others have even said that they've heard a dog or seen a dog. Oh. Yeah. Maybe a prison dog. Like maybe a guard dog. Guard dog. Or maybe before it was built there, there was something else there that had children and a dog. Or did a dog get killed during the riot? I think that was been reported. No, why would it? That's not a human life. That's a dog life. Still. I doubt it. And they're like, and one guinea pig died. And... <laughs> Uh, okay, so throughout the old facilities, people have heard cell doors slamming, ghostly footsteps, loud banging, shadowy figures, the smell of cigarette smoke. Others have seen objects being mysteriously moved and fast-moving entities. First off, I can't handle that. They've so also reported. Go on a tour with us if you can't handle that. I can't handle seeing fucking like. Um, guys, a collection of facts real fast. It was not Bonnie that was held there. It was Blanche that was sent. To Missouri Penitentiary. I just read it. So Blanche that, from fucking... Blanche Barrow of the Bonnie and Clyde was captured in 1933. She was sentenced to 10 years in, the, in that prison for assault with the intent to kill. However, after being a model prisoner, she was released in 1939. I was talking about the other Bonnie, the one that killed the kid. Oh, okay. Not Bonnie. Not well, that Bonnie. Well, Bonnie's uh, sister-in-law... Oh, that's what you thought? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's right. No, but Bonnie that is cool that Blanche was there. Blanche was there and Pretty Boy. So Pretty Boy Floyd arrived for the Kansas City Massacre. And then after uh, Blanche Barrow was there. Hmm. That's but crazy. being a model prisoner was released in 1939. That was in the movie too. Yeah. So. What a hoe. She was a hoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they have also reported feeling dread in the prison a sense of sorrow and a feeling of being watched uh you can easily google the missouri state penitentiary in order to order in order for you to order tickets for their various tours i would totally go but you would not be able to handle seeing fast entities no (laughs) things i hate in life children ghosts and human figures and things looking at me through windows and shit So, do you want to know a fun fact about the tours? What? It says, after the prison closed, it fell into despair, but then was reopened as a tourist attraction, offering history and paranormal tours. Sometimes, these tours are led by former inmates and guards. Hmm. That's pretty freaking cool. I want a tour that's from an inmate. Yeah, so he can shank you, Emily. Yes. With a sledgehammer. Make sure we bring our knives. Oh my god! They wouldn't let a freaking inmate. It's probably he's probably there for fraud or something. Not like I was kidding. Oh, why weren't you able to go on your tour? Sarah brought a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to protect myself against all the inmate ghosts. It is hey, I, one I, of only three maximum security prisons that can be toured today. I'm not surprised That's by pretty that. Cool. The Alamo is probably one of the other ones. No. So the what? others are Eastern State. 
Penn in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Alcatraz in California. Hmm. We just did an episode on Alcatraz. I've been to Alcatraz. I have pictures of me in the cell, in the cell of one of the escapee people. So are you telling me that you didn't listen to my episode of Alcatraz Island? Um, I did. Half of it. And then I fell asleep. What an asshole! I'm oh sorry. my god! I'm old woman, I don't know what you want from me. It's nine o'clock, and I'm like yawning after drinking a beer and a half. That's because you were up till four a.m., but then you slept till noon. Well, I'm a little wimp. Facts. Very true. Facts. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, do you want to talk about Limp Mansion? We can talk about Limp Mansion. <gasps> Can y'all just tell me about Limp Mansion? Because I wrote some stuff down, but I want to hear it from y'all. I have been to Limp Mansion a couple of times. I've been to two different weddings there. I haven't. And I've been to the darkness. And Okay, that's not Limp. The 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 darkness the, the, and the, the mansion are the brewery part. It is, but that's a big part of their history. Well, that's true, but that's not the mansion. And that's one of the spots that... that is okay, well, can I just say, when I went to the darkness, I didn't feel any haunting. I was getting scared the shit out of me, so... Uh, no, no, it's the people that work there that will tell you that weird shit happens while they're working, and... Yeah, I know, I tried to get a job there. hmm Okay, so you want to know what I read? Yes, please, tell me. You know, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to skim over it. Skim. Read the whole thing. Tell us the facts. <laughs> So the Lemp family began with Joanne Adam Lemp, who, ra- who arrived in St. Louis from Germany in Johann. 1838. Johann, sure. <laughs> Joanne jo- Lemp. Johann. So he came from Germany in 1838, and he built a small little grocery store where he sold household, household common items and homemade beer. So that's how the brewery became started. It was because he made beer, and they hadn't had beer like that here before. So he built a small brewery in 1840. So he had his little pub, and he found that the brewery is too small to handle both production and storage, so he found a limestone cave south of the city limits. And so that's where the darkness is held, is in that cave and the tunnels and stuff. The The cave was located at present-day corner of Cherokee and Deminal Place um, and could be kept cool by chopping ice from the Mississippi River. And depositing it inside, providing perfect conditions for the lagering process. Um, it continued to prosper through the 1850s and was the largest in the city. In 1858, uh, the beer captured first place at the St. Louis Annual Fair. A millionaire by the time of his death, Adam Lemp died on August 25th, 1862, and his son William began a major expansion of the brewery. He purchased a five-block area around the storage house on Cherokee. In 1864, a new plant was completed, and he was he continued to expand. By the 1870s, the Lemp family symbolized both wealth and power. And then in 1868, William Lemp's father-in-law built a house a short distance away, and in 76, William purchased it for his family and used it as residence and auxiliary office. So that's the Lemp mansion. While the home was already impressive, he began renovating and expanding the 33-room house into a Victorian show place. From the mansion, a tunnel was built from the basement through the caves to the brewery. The mechanical refrigeration, when mechanical refrigeration became available, parts of the cave were converted for other purposes, including a natural auditorium and a theater. This underground oasis would later spawn a large concrete swimming pool, 
with hot water piped in from the boiling house and a bowling alley. So that's kind of cool that they had all that down there. That's the coolest shit, though. Like, for real, for real. Like, I would have loved then, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, they were, like, the house to be. A bowling alley? Frederick Lemp, William Sr.'s favorite son and heir, died in 1901 at the age of 28. This sent him into a spiral. And he was never the same. So he was rarely seen in public after that. So he blew his brains out. Basically. <laughs> In 1904, he shot himself in the head. Um, so then, With a 38 caliber Smith and Wesson. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. In 1904, William Limp Jr. took over. Inheriting the family business of vast fortune, he and his wife Lillian began to spend the inheritance, and they went very crazy. <laughs> Filling the house with servants, they spent huge amounts on carriages, clothing, and <clears throat> That's Lillian Jr., right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Lillian was from a wealthy family herself. They please, married. And- please just skip to the part where he gives her money. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they called her the lavender lady because she loved the color and everything she did was lavender. And there's a room in there called the lavender room that you can yes, stay there in. Is. He enjoyed showing off his trophy wife, but he was a player. So he got bored with her. So Willie was getting it in. Yeah, yeah he was. And he's not even that cute. He looks like... I saw the picture. He's ugly as fuck. He is. So he demanded, when he got tired of her, he demanded that she start spending her time shopping, allotting her $1,000 a day. And she had to spend all of it. If she did not, she would get no more. Listen. I could spend $1,000 a day. If I had an ugly-ass man give me $1,000 a day, I would be down for it. Yep. He was busy at the time. They're running the brewery during the day and, as it puts it, pursuing all manner of decadent activities during the night. Goodness. Holding lavish parties. He would bring prostitutes over for entertainment of his friends. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, just for his friends. Enjoying the swimming pool, the bowling alley, and the free-flowing beer. He got his that cholera. Would... Oh, yeah. His cholera. friends who attended Florida. these <laughs> were known to be having a high Ooh. time. Keep reading. Just keep reading. Nothing. I'll show you. I didn't do anything. Will shenanigans caught up with him when he sired a son with a woman other than his wife. Ooh. Today, there is no official documents that this boy existed. However, Mm. the rumors that this boy was hidden in the mansion in his attic, in the attic for his entire life, have been prevalent over the years. According to a St. Louis historian, Joe Gibbons, when he interviewed a former nanny and a chauffeur who worked at the mansion, both of them verified that the boy did exist and was housed in the attic quarters that also housed the servants' rooms. Dude, he was real? He was real. Spawned from Will's philandering with either one of... Philandering? Is that really the word they use? With either one of the many prostitutes or a mansion servant, the boy servant. servant. <laughs> the boy was born with Down syndrome. Monkey face. A, yep. Yep. A total embarrassment to the family. The boy was hidden away from the world in order to cloak the limp's shame. They knew him as Monkey Face Boy. He doesn't even have a name. Mm-hmm. There's that not even so documentation. Up. It is. In uh. 1908, he what? finally got tired of Lillian and divorced her. Finally. Okay, skip. Uh, that was like a big thing. Fast forward it. Big scandal. Mm-hmm. 
Lillian almost lost custody of the son, but there Monkey was face? because of a photograph that showed her smoking a cigarette. Monkey face? She almost lost no, no, this is not monkey face. This is his, his her actual son. son. Like his oh. like her claimed son. Because she had there was a picture of her smoking a cigarette, they weren't gonna let her have custody. Isn't that crazy? Gasp. Jeez. Yeah, right. But she still got custody but of him. Her nasty husband can be a whore and right. sleep with everyone. She ended well, okay, up. So I know they didn't. I'm sorry. I know they didn't like divorce in that time. But if you could show them evidence of like you cheating or your significant other cheating on you, wouldn't that give you the right to? It does, and no one understood why she didn't take that route herself. Probably because she was getting a thousand dollars a day. Well, no, but back then it doesn't matter because it was always a woman's fault. It wouldn't matter if the man was stepping out or not. Yeah, back I guess then, that's people true. Thought that because it was okay men back can then. do whatever they want, and the, it was the wives' faults because they weren't doing what they should have. I yeah. thought this was funny. The only time she was ever seen wearing something other than lavender was on the final day of her divorce proceeding when she appeared entirely in black in front of the judge. <laughs> that's so dumb, I'd right? I would do that. In 1906, nine of the large breweries had combined to form an independent brewery company, which created a huge competition. His mother died on April 16th that year. No, we need the good background. Oh, I'm getting there. And then Prohibition hit, and World War I hit, and everything went kaput. And then... Then he shot himself. On March 20th, he didn't shoot himself yet. On March 20th, 1920... Sarah's like, get to the point where he blows his brains out. Elsa, the sister, and the wealthiest heiress of St. Louis, shot herself like her father had years before. She was said to have been responded over her rocky marriage. Where did it doesn't say where she shot herself? Did she shoot herself in the... It does not say. In the mansion or no? It does not no, state. No, no, no. Uh, she did not shoot herself in the mansion. She shot, she shot her house in our house, right? In her house. Yeah. Yeah. Liquidating the assets, William Jr. sold the famous Limp Falstaff logo to... Wait, do y'all know why she shot herself, though? Because she was in a bad marriage. Yeah, she got divorced. Mm-hmm. She got divorced initially, and then she got remarried to the guy, and, like, everything was supposed to be okay. But, like, depression and all her other, like, mental like said, health shit, like, got to him. She killed herself. Mm-hmm. So she divorced him, got remarried to him, and then killed herself. Yep. I just think it's fascinating that he sold the thing for twenty five thousand when it was worth millions. No, the brewery buildings are what was no, worth but millions. I know. But it said were sold. The store, the the brewery buildings. I'm were sorry, sold. not millions. The you're right. But, okay, so he sold it for way less, though, than yeah, what it was worth. Yeah, he sold it for 588000 when it's worth $7 million. Jesus. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. After this, he fell into a very deep depression, acting very too. much like his father. On December 29, 1922, he shot himself in the heart with a 38 caliber revolver in the very same building where his father had died 18 years before. He took his life on the main level of the mansion, just inside the entrance to the left. So if you ever go to visit there, you know. At the time of his death, well, this so room, did his dad, too. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. In the this office. room served as the office. It, he was interred in the family mausoleum. And Bell Fountain there. Cemetery. And Bell Fountain Cemetery is another place that is supposedly very I haunted. love Bell Fountain. Uh, it's Bell Tan. It's 
Belfontaine. Belfontaine or something. I if know. They tell you how to say it. It's Belfontaine. I did, a, I did a tour of that cemetery with my mom and uh, my mom's best friend who's a history teacher. Oh. And it was really cool. And we saw their their mm-hmm. mausoleum thing. Wow. Um, his brothers, Child and Ed, Charles and Edwin, had left long ago. Edwin entered into a life of seclusion in Kirkwood, Missouri. And Charles had never been involved in the brewery and went into banking instead. In 1943, William Lemp III died of a heart attack at the age of 42. Brother Charles eventually remodeled the mansion. Mm, Growing morbid fear of germs, his obsessive compulsive behavior. So there's a little OCD in there too. Included wearing gloves at all times to avoid bacteria and constantly washing his hands. It was during this time... That monkey face boy. I hate how that is how he was referred to. Now in his 30s, died in the mansion. He was buried in the Limp Cemetery plot with only a small flat marker with the word Limp. Shortly after his death. So so no one, when they did these interviews or whatever, no, he never had a name. There's no documentation of a name for him. There's no documentation of a name. He is known as monkey face boy. They didn't name him. He was he was um, an aberration to them. What I was telling Sarah, it's pretty miraculous actually that he lived to age thirty. Because people with uh, Down syndrome back then did not live very long, Mm -mm. especially in his circumstance where he wasn't even wanted and didn't even have a name. So how they treated him? Like I know they said they had like an attic or something. They kept him locked in an attic. How do you think they treated him? I bet the like. Of him, though. Oh, I'm sure the servants did take care of him. I was gonna say, like, do you think that they like loved him to like where he was like in his own shit and stuff, you know? No, no maybe not. If I he mean, was he in there with the age slaves, 30. they had he had to be getting at least fed and taken care of by the by the servants, mm-hmm. or he wouldn't have lived that long. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is where the dog dies. Ew. Um, so right at shortly after the death, Charles became the fourth member to commit suicide. First, he shot his Doberman Pinscher in the basement. Then, climbing the staircase to his room on the second floor, he shot himself. He was discovered on May 10th, 1949, by one of his staff, still holding a 38 caliber Army Colt revolver. Revolver. The dog was shot in the basement, but he was found halfway up the stairs. Oh, so sad. Of the limps, only Edwin avoided a life that had turned tragic. Can I can I add to that? Inclusive man, and he died of natural causes at age ninety. Can I add to the um? Hold on, to the Edwin part? No, not Edwin. Charles, right? That's the crazy. That's the OCD one. So he did write a suicide note, and which was the only suicide note anybody had from the family. And this is what the suicide note said. First off, he said, like, eight years before he committed suicide, he had written to a funeral home and told the funeral home, like, hey, I, when I die, I want to be picked up by you. I want to be taken to the funeral home. I don't want you to bathe me. I don't want you to clothe me. I don't want you to basically do anything with me. Just throw me in the furnace get my ashes and then take my ashes to a specific land piece of land and like bury my ashes in that land. And so then eight years later when he committed suicide, uh, he wrote a little note and it said St. Louis, Missouri slash May 9th, 1949. In case I am found dead, blame it on no one but me. And then it's signed CH dot a dot And that was hmm. it. Interesting. 
in case I'm found dead, what? Like, you can't just write a... I'm, I'm going myself. to kill myself, <laughs> but no, don't blame anyone but me. Maybe he thought Maybe he thought that he was going to shoot himself and then someone's going to come in and he was, like, still, like, uh, you know, yeah, dying or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ew, why do you have to kill the dog, though? It's like the people that kill their children and then kill themselves. It's a dog. It doesn't matter. It was his life. It was all he had. Well, he didn't do it right because the poor thing suffered and crawled up the uh, stairs. Yes. Yeah. Kind of detail. He probably thought he did. Yeah, I'm sure he, he did. He wasn't in his right mind, clearly, if he was about to shoot himself in the head. No. Yeah. He shot the, heart. the heart. That's right. He went mm. for the heart. Ooh, that's hard to do, too. After the death of Charles Lemp, the mansion was sold and turned into a boarding house, and it began to deteriorate. And then the haunting tales began. Residents complained of ghostly knocks and phantom footsteps being heard throughout the house. As these stories spread, tenants were hard to find. In 1975, the old mansion was saved when Dick Pointer and his family purchased it. They began renovating the building, turning it into a restaurant and inn. Workers within the house often told stories of apparitions, strange sounds, vanishing tools, and a feeling of being watched. Frightened by the hauntings, many would leave the job site never to return. Since the restaurant opened, staff members have reported several strange experiences. Again, apparitions appear and then quickly vanish. Voices and sounds come from out of nowhere, and glasses will often lift off the bar and fly through the air by themselves. Jesus. On other occasions... I would say money to just be sitting there, just watch a glass just pick itself up and fling itself. Like I don't think it flings itself. It just moves. Okay, I'm sorry. What would you do if you are just like, oh, hey, that glass is moving? <laughs> I'd say hey to the ghost holding it because I probably can see them. (laughs) On other occasions, doors are said to lock and unlock by themselves. Lights inexplicably turn on and off on their own free will. And the piano bar often plays when there's no one there. Said to be haunted by several members of the family, there are three areas that have the most activity. The stairway, the attic, and what the staff refers to as the gates of hell. So that's the where like the entrance to the the darkness it's in this area of the basement that used to be the entrance to the caves running below the mansion and the brewery the attic is said to be haunted by william jr's illegitimate son or monkey face boy this poor soul spent his entire life locked in the attic strange occurrences are often witnessed on the third floor of the mansion his face has been regularly seen from the street peeking out of windows oh, i hate that Ghost investigators have often left toys in the middle of the room, drawing a circle around them to see if the objects move, and the next day they are in a different location. In the downstairs bathroom, which was once William Jr.'s personal domain and held a first, the first freestanding shower, many women have reported a man peeking over the stall. On oh, one such occasion, asshole. a woman emerged from the bathroom, returning to the bar, and stated to the two men that she was there with, I hope you got an eyeful. However, both men quickly denied ever having left the bar, for which the bar- bartender verified. The ghost is said to be that of the womanizing William Jr. So what even in this freaking jet, he's being a nasty man and wanting to... Oh. What would you do if you saw that nasty face peering at you? I would scream. I'd be like, get out of here! And William left <laughs> Sr.'s room. And Sarah knows that I would sound just like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Get out of here! What is that sound? Oh, Emily just saw William Jr. It's it's okay. He's ugly and nasty. He was trying to get an eyeful. Right? I would totally just scream. I would probably run in and go, 
Don't look at my girlfriend. <laughs> and William left Senior's room, which you can stay in. Guests have often reported hearing someone running up the stairs and kicking at the door. Now, when William killed himself, William Jr. was known to have run up the stairs and tried to kick the door down to get into his dad. Several Isn't years- that freaky? I think that that would be the most freaked out that that would probably freak me out. Yeah. More than William Jr. like peeking over the fucking yes. stall? <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Several years ago, a part-time tour guide. I mean, he didn't die in the bathroom. No. His dad shot himself in the room. So that's his his kid trying to get in for his dead dad. What's that bang? So that doesn't like that wouldn't freak you out more? No. Okay. No. They both I can't sick. handle somebody peeking over shit. I can't handle it. I yeah, will literally on, freak us, the babe. fuck out. <laughs> it's all right. You won't see them. I will. It's it's all good. No, yeah. knowing Sarah, she'd be the one to see him. Right? <laughs> They'd probably be like, yeah, I know you're the scaredest one right now, yeah. so I'm going to show myself to you, you fucking asshole. Fuck. Uh, several years ago, a part-time tour guide reported hearing sounds of horses outside um, where he kept his office. However, the tour guide looked through the window. There was nothing there. Now, that's where the parking lot is, but it was u- once utilized for tethering horses. Oh, the mansion, the mansion has been featured in a number of magazine articles and newspapers and now attracts ghost hunters from around the country. Oh, someone wrote, in the limp... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> in the limp photo room with the mirror where curtains meet on the right, you can see a man standing there, but if you look closer to the right of him seems to be a woman also. He appears to be full body and her just the head looking down slightly. Also in the photo of the lavender lady, to the right of her shoulder, there appears to be a man's image with a beard... And his mouth open and a hollow look in his eyes. That's weird. That was, look when, look when that was written. (gasps) I'm from St. Louis and was married at the limp. The boy you're calling monkey face boy is actually known as Zeke. He did have his name. Wow. Okay. That could just be someone randomly putting a comment on there because they were like us and didn't like them referring to him as monkey face boy. His name is Zeke. Maybe she knows something we don't. Oh, I feel like that should have been in their bio then. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's uh, like Did they you said. There's that, no was, that one was written they were April second. Yeah, they were both written in 2021. Mm. So those are recent. April second. Well, Serenize goal. That's what we're gonna do for our three year. Oh, there's tons of comments on. She this. just totally didn't even acknowledge what I said. Completely I, ignored it. I know. Jeez. Somebody else wrote. Isn't this with Betty? Isn't yeah, this with Betty. Betty. <laughs> Someone else wrote. The old Lent brewery is so scary and haunted. Then why? Oh, so if it is, then why are there no movies made about it? They should make. Okay. Movies. Okay, because it's not that tra- like it's tragedy, yeah. but it's not like movie material. What? People. I are mean, not- well, they did make they did make a movie out the Winchester Mystery House, though. Okay, but that, that house is, is phenomenal, and that house actually has hardcore history and so many different rooms to it. And that the I entire think the mansion has hardcore history. It's like a no, brewery. not like mm. not like the Mm-mm. not like the Winchester house. No, they just had a the 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 Lent Mansion just had a crazy people that just had suicide let's shoot ourselves well it was like i was telling her while you were outside it's you know reading about it the psychology side of me there was definitely um some mental illness in that family yeah, oh, 100%. yeah for sure yeah thank 
I need, I don't know what I want. Sarah, do I want coffee or another beer? Another beer, I'm about to go get another beer too. Damn. Look, Sarah, look, look at my cute thing. bird. Do you remember him? No. Ew. <laughs> he didn't live very long and then he died. I like came in and his neck was broken. He was on the bottom of the cage. I think my Well no wonder I don't remember him because he I think my landlord killed him. Died so quickly. All of her animals <laughs> died so quickly. <laughs> Damn Pickles. Pickles didn't die. I gave him to a home. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought Pickles died. Smog. You shut up. We're done talking about this. <laughs> Smog died? Smog was my snake. He died? He died a long time ago. Wow, I'm dumb. Smog was before me. You're thinking of Anubis. Well, I knew about Smog. All right, where are we at? I don't know. Anything else about Holy Lim? cow, we've been talking for like almost two hours. Dude, this is going to be a long... People oh. are going to be like, I'm not listening to this. We're talking about boring stuff. I like, listen to podcasts that are like an hour long. They can listen to this. They better fucking listen to it. I swear to God, I'll... I don't know what I'll do. I'll get really sad. <sighs> I'm getting drunk, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't have to be drink to be a goofball. Drink? You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to you have, have it, right? to be drink? She said, I don't have to be drink to be a goofball. Apparently, I've been drinking and I didn't know it. <laughs> Seems like it. What's in that coffee? I no, think it's A little bit of whiskey pee in there. That would be really gross in that coffee. All right, let's move on. Since we've been for two hours. Jesus fuck. Um, Sarah, can I say that one of them that you listed we did not find much about? What was it? The Elms Hotel and Spa. Good, because I didn't do I didn't do that. <laughs> okay, well, there it's not very interesting mm-hmm. and it's all hearsay. There's okay. not actually known history about it. I'm so glad that I didn't like go through that because Same yeah. with the baby house. I will say, though, the Pythian Castle. Yeah, we can talk about the Pythian mm. Castle. That's got some cool stuff. But the Beatty House had a good amount of shit. I mean, I, I researched the Beatty House, and it was interesting. It wasn't, like, what I was expecting. And I Okay, totally... but what about the Pythian Castle? Because I didn't yeah. look that up. Y'all tell me about no, it. The Pythian Castle is pretty freaking cool. Hold on, let me find the website tell I was about on. It. And I totally want to go there now. Tell me about it. Because it's in, I think it was under Pararash. It's in Springfield, right? Mm-hmm. We can go there when we go to the Lincoln Museum. All right. So this is from Pararational.com. Okay. Pythion Castle in Springfield, Missouri, has a long history of ghosts and hauntings. With a long history, it is no surprise that the ghosts aren't quiet. A favorite location for ghost hunting, many groups, including the Ghost Adventures crew, have spent time capturing evidence here. So the history of the castle... It was originally built in 1913 by a fraternal fraternal organization called the Knights of Pythian and was known as Pythian Home of Missouri. It originally served as a lodge for the organization as well as a home for orphans and widows of lodge members. I love how it says after the outbreak of W of yeah, World War II. It's the not outbreak. an outbreak. It's not it's not a <laughs> like zombie apocalypse after the outbreak. 
The building was commandeered by the military for a price of 29500 which actually is a lot for that time, and converted to a service club and recreation facility for wounded soldiers, as well as service members getting medical training at the O'Reilly General Hospital. It also played host to German and Italian POWs that were receiving treatment or doing labor at O'Reilly General. They were housed in the old laundry building behind the castle. After 1947, it was transformed into a Veterans Administration Tubercular Hospital. What are you laughing at? Did she send that to you? This is what she's been doing to me all night. No, so let me, let me get off this camera. Pictures here. of me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, it was a hospital for tubo- tuberculosis patients. Tuberculosis? <laughs> Until Sarah, 1952. Come back on camera. I'm not going to do it to you. I'll just do it to Emily. Okay. You promise? She I hasn't promise. done it since. It's all me. <laughs> okay. I promise. After this, it was mostly used for storage and fell into disrepair. The local college three times turned down offers to take the building to <laughs> charge. Sorry. Continue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Um, the land was worth less than the cost to remove the building. In 1993, so not very long ago, it was sold at an auction for thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. Nineteen ninety-three is not that long ago. That's true. You are all, you're not even thirty yet. That's true. I am okay. twenty-nine, so Shush. Um, then it was sold again in 2003 by current owner who renovated the building and now holds it open for tours, ghost tours, and other functions. Mm. So the hauntings. All of the normal events, the a haunting, are reported there. So strange noises, male and female voices, doors shutting, boxes moving on their own. Um, it was actually certified as haunted by the Paranormal Task Force and the Ozark Paranormal Society. One tale of ghosts was recorded by ghostvillage.com. A soldier was visiting the cancel on leave. <laughs> She's sending you photos. <laughs> Prior to deployment overseas, while visiting, he was on the second floor when he got a feeling that he was not alone and then heard a man and woman talking together despite there being no one around. He left immediately and refused to go back up on the second floor. Many other people have reported strange voices as well. Here's an account from Seaborne Paranormal Investigations. John and I decided to go down to the dungeon, a concrete room in the back of the basement where prisoners were believed to have been kept. And a German gentleman is believed to reside there now. While we were down there, we decided to try and play a little game with our maglite flashlight, which had yielded interesting results for us in the last investigation of somewhere else. Although we did not have a video camera with us at the time, the flashlight did turn on and off at least three times on its own. More importantly, though, our audio recorder picked up a very interesting EVP at the same time. While John and I were discussing the flashlight, a, ma- a male voice says, ja, 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 which I discovered means yes, yes, yes in German. <laughs> it seems more than a mere coincidence that we would pick up German words in the one room of the castle where a German prisoner was known to be held. That's funny because ja 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 is like ha 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 in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't it funny how different, different languages, languages mean different things? Yeah. Southwest Ghost Finders on one of their investigations got an EVP reply of I perform here when they asked who performs here. This begs the question of what performer was that attached to the castle? 
One of the more common paranormal things to experience is orbs. Typically, people report a lot more of these in photographs than can be um, down in the basement, but they can be seen anywhere. Yeah, I don't um, there's orbs. one lady that was talking about it. She said that she it's very clear which pictures are of dust and which is an actual like orb. Yeah, orb. Um, while the castle ghosts don't seem to show themselves often, occasionally they do make their presence known visibly. On one occasion, a police officer that was on tour saw a military officer standing in the boys' dorm. Other people have reported shadows moving throughout the building. One spirit that is known to reside at the castle is that of a man named Jess, who was suffering from throat cancer and ultimately shot himself. It is reported that he used to get angry at people calling him by the wrong name and would set off the fire alarms. My name's Yef. That would be me. I'd be mad and be like, stop! I'm going to set these annoying fire alarms off. Because <laughs> they're, they're like, is this Emily um, Glazer? And you're Glazer, like, it's Glazer. It's Glacier. <laughs> Glacier. How do you get Jess wrong, though, for real? Maybe they call him Jeff. Oh, Jeff. maybe. Yeah, I'd be pissed if someone it's called Jeff. him Jeff, too. Jeff, my name's Jeff. There are even reports of a ghost cat that can be heard running and meowing upstairs. Um, did you tell her about August? What about him? Oh yeah, while oh you my were God, out. While you were gone, all of a sudden we hear this meow, like this loud ass meow, and I'm like, oh my God, when like you, August. When you play this back, you're gonna hear me meowing back at him. <laughs> you meowed back she, at August. He definitely did, and he definitely answered. Yeah. So, and he said, "Fuck you." So yeah. trying to communicate with me. Right. Look, now he's meowing over here in the door. Yep. <laughs> he heard But he meowing. was right up in your microphone because it was so loud. <laughs> he's like, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't see him. That was the creepy part. All of a sudden we hear this meow. All right. So with its long emotional filled history, it isn't surprised that it's haunted. As mentioned previously, at least one person has taken their life there and more have died there over the years especially when it was operating as a sanatorium. There are also stories of abuse of the orphans that were there. Ew. Um, it's reported Aww. that they were used to shuttle laundry to and from the castle and to the adjoining building via the steam tunnels. While the rest were all substantiated rumors, the orphans were said to be abused in other ways as well. Ew. On top of all this, there were the POWs that were there. That is a really nasty picture. Look. Why is that it's on an my ad. It says, healthiest way to wipe your <laughs> butt. healthiest way to wipe your butt. Apparently, yep. it's with your fingers and your ass crack with your clothes on. <laughs> on top of all hell? this. Why is that? And You know what? Just keep going. Are you looking up ways to wipe your butt? Is that why? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing, Sarah. <laughs> on top of all this, there were the POWs. While America generally treated their POWs very well, they were still a long way from home and were probably traumatized by their experiences. Probably. Pretty sure prisoners of war yeah. were traumatized regardless. Yeah. Well, I'm quite oh, sure. you're saying prisoners of war. Yeah. Every time we said POW, I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> you know those POWs. <laughs> and I was like, is, are we talking about Native Americans right now? Like, there you go. There's the. And I asked my mom, because um, my mom went to school um, at the University of Missouri in Springfield. Uh-huh. And she knew nothing about this place. I'm like, but you went to school in Springfield. So how is that not like a common thing? Like, I would think that all of the kids would know about it. But I all guess college students would be flocking over there. My mom knew nothing of it. So, but it sounds interesting. I want to go. Oh, I, I would definitely go. In, in the basement. I totally forgot about this place. What? Talking about Native American. Um, Pals. 
Cahokia Mounds. Cahokia Mounds, yeah. Cahokia Mounds is a big place St. Louis. Wow. Of Cahokia Mounds. So mm-hmm. this place is really fucking beautiful, actually. What? The castle? The, yeah, the castle. It's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, wow. It's amazing. I want to go. That needs to be on our list of places to go. Yeah, Springfield's not that far. Thanks, Sarah. You uh, introduced us to a new place we didn't know about. Anytime I think about Springfield, I just think about The Simpsons. Yeah. But there are a lot of haunted places that wouldn't even be on any of those lists. Like, there's a haunted house right there. The Fox is haunted. It is. The what? The The Fox. Fox. It's where we have all of our huge plays and shows. The basement's really fucking creepy. Mm. I hate going... I hate going old. to the bathroom down there. <clears throat> How about okay? So let's let's talk a little bit about the Missouri Theater. And... Okay. So I was trying to find the story about the little boy, and I can't find it. So I don't know where I got that information from, but I know somebody at some point told me that there was a little boy that died in the boiler room. The only thing I could find about haunting at the Missouri Theater was the guy who built it, mm-hmm. and he has been known to like rattle things and stomp on the balconies and stuff mm-hmm. but um i can't find anything about the little boy so i know that that has to be true because that's like or, or maybe it's an urban legend i don't know but that is something that everybody that went to school at mizzou knew about that so i don't know why i can't find anything on it huh so it's I a little looked. bit okay so let, let's talk a little bit about your 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 powers, your mystical powers. <laughs> My mystical powers. No, tell. Did you tell Eric's story? Not yet. Oh. So when I was a little girl, my house was haunted. So my room was huge. I had a huge room, and it had two walk-in closets. And one was like this really big closet, and this other one was like one that kind of went down like this. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a hideaway closet, and that closet terrified the shit out of me. So I had like this this iron. It was like a pig iron. It was like an iron that had a pig on it. And I always had to make my mom make sure that door was closed with that iron against it. But sometimes it would open by itself. And it would freak me out. And, and like I could feel things. And I would pull my little blanket up to my... Even if it was 95 degrees and my air conditioning wasn't working, I had to sleep with a blanket on me at all times. I was terrified of that room. And I can recall a few times going to the bathroom, you know, in the middle of the night and I would, you know, have the door open to crack and I would see like this woman in a dress go by and I'd go out, look at my sister's room and she'd be asleep and I'd look at my mom's room and she'd be asleep and then I would like jump into bed and pull the blankets over my head. But the biggest experience I had, I was 10 and my mom was at work and I was at home with the flu. But I wasn't delusional. I was just a kid with the flu, you know, and I had this dog (laughs) named Heidi and Heidi would lay on the couch with me. And so I was watching TV because, you know, that's you what sick said kids dog, do. So look what you did. Yeah. And so the TV, like the lights went dim and the sound on the TV went dim. And I was like, what is happening? And I look up and I see this like shadow of a dog. So we, we had these stairs and they went up like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a big picture window right here. And there was like the shadow of a big dog. Okay. Mind you, my dog's sitting right here. So it's not my dog. Mm-hmm doing this like barking motion but you couldn't hear anything out the window and then this boy who was probably like 19 walked down the stairs said something to the dog they both looked right at me and then vanished and the tv and the lights came back on 
It was you really. You told me that story. I have told you that story. You have not. Oh, well, wait. Night. Did it actually? Okay, so this this boy and this dog. Did it actually look like actual people? Like mm-hmm. as if you were seeing somebody mm-hmm. in human shape. In they were kind of like. I mean, yeah, they were in human shape. They were kind of see throughish, but not. If that makes sense, the dog was like an outline of a dog. So I think it must have been a black dog. I don't know. It was really weird. So when I looked up the history of my house, there was a woman and her son that lived there. And her son was a troubled kid. And she sent him off to like this boarding school. And while he was at boarding school, she got very sick. And she went across the street and the people across the street took care of her. And she ended up dying. Well, the son, while he was off at boarding school, didn't know his mom was sick. He came back and found out his mom was dead and he shot himself in our attic. I don't know where the dog comes into play. So somebody somewhere along the way had a dog um, that died there. But Or maybe, like, it didn't die there. And maybe when the mom got sick, they got rid of it. And then it died, but it came back to the house. It could be. And I don't know because there's no story about a dog but it was just weird that I always saw this, like, woman in a flowy dress, and then I saw that boy. Did she die in the house or at her neighbor's? She died across the street. But it's their house. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that she can't travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Especially because that's her house. I just didn't know if she had died in the basement or they something. Tend to, they tend to um, be where, where they have unfinished yeah, business. Um, and then when I went to London, and the Tower of London now... If you want a creepy fucking experience, Tower of London is scary as shit. That's not bad. It's on my bucket list. It's where they had all those executions and stuff, right? The torture chamber. It's the torture torture chamber. I went in the torture chamber and I I saw the equipment and it is freaky as shit. I want to go there so bad. I almost. Oh, yes, let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go to London. I want to go there. (laughs) That has been my number one on my bucket list since I think I was 12. When I I was real little, when I was like four, I had this. this bouquet and my mom had it on my top shelf and it one morning she came and it was on the floor and she's like well that's weird so she put it back up there the next morning it was on the floor again she's like what is going on so she put it back up there the third morning she goes sarah how does this keep getting on the floor and i went well, your mom it's the ghost and she was like what okay now i was four i don't remember any of that but so apparently i've been able to do that for a since i was born and then mike didn't believe me because he's a dick wad <laughs> And when we were in college together, we went to Mizzou and the Missouri theater is said to be haunted, right? So he takes me in the Missouri theater. We were playing a concert there because we were both in orchestra. And after after that, because our friend was the director, um, student director. So we went in the basement to put stuff away. But Mike was like, let's see what happens if you walk downstairs. That boiler room was open. And he looked at me and he goes, that's weird. The boiler room was never open. And I looked at him and I don't remember saying this, but he will tell you that from that day moment, from that day on, he never questioned me again because I went sheet white. The closer I got to that door, I looked at him and I said, there's something evil here. I can't do this. And I went upstairs. I don't remember doing that. I just remember being downstairs and then being upstairs. So, um, so yeah. And then like, when we would go house shopping when we were younger, like when we first got married, I would walk in a house and I'd be like, we can't live here. It's haunted. We can't live here. It's haunted. Like, I would know immediately when I walked in that house, that was not an okay house for Ew, me to be I in. I wanted to live in a haunted house. I, you, we have a haunted house. I know we do. 
We well, do actually. I don't think our house is haunted. I think the whole complex no, is haunted. Sarah, and it we goes do. through. We definitely have something in this house. Eric has seen it. Okay. It is in Eric's room. So fast forward to Eric, okay? Now, Caroline, when she was little, saw my cat in the hallway that was dead. Um, That's the only time she's ever had that. Caroline has also said that you were pregnant when you lost oh, the baby. Yeah. When Caroline was real little, um, I had like three miscarriages. So I had cancer and they had to take out part of my cervix. <clears throat> And I had several miscarriages before I got pregnant with Eric. And the last one was really traumatic. And Caroline, on her birthday, her birthday party, she told everyone I was pregnant. And I'm like, baby, I'm not, I'm not pregnant, honey. Mommy lost the baby, remember? And she goes, no, he came back. Two weeks later, I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant with Eric. So that's weird because she said he, too. So she knew it was going to be a him, even though she freaked out when she found out it wasn't a girl. So and then when she was like before that, even before that, when she was like 18 months old, I had a cat named Maggie. She was really old and I had her put down. And a few months later, Caroline goes, I want to play with the kitty. And I was like, well, your stuffed cat's in your bedroom. And she goes, no, mom, the kitty from the basement. And I was like, baby, the kitty from the basement is dead. <laughs> And she goes, no, she's right there in the hallway. And I went, what? Oh, my God. And I, and like, I would see the dog do things that she mm -hmm. only did with the cat. Like play. Like yeah, she like play like she would with the cat. Play and then every and now and then I'd that. be laying in bed and I would feel pressure on my legs right where Maggie always slept. And I would, be, and oh. Mike said one night I was laying there and I went, oh, hey, Maggie. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so... They tend to follow me. I don't know. It's weird. No, um, tell the story of Eric. This so is my favorite story, Sarah. This is we my went to story. France and we were, so, you know, um, you know why I went to France, right? Because my grandpa was a big World War II hero out there. His plane crashed and he was the sole survivor of a plane crash and they, they hid him for months and he helped them learn how to use the stuff the British was dropping and everything. Uh -huh. So we went out there and... We stayed in this like bed and breakfast, but it was like this little train car. It was the cutest fucking thing ever. And they had these, so they had like this electric fence, right? And they had these donkeys. <laughs> Eric got to ride the donkey. It was the cutest thing ever. So the day, uh, so the day that we went driving around with the mayor of Poyer and they showed us all the places where my grandpa had been. Okay. That day we got back to the um, bed and breakfast and Eric was jumping around out in the yard, whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear him scream. And he comes running in. Mom, something pushed me. And I was like, what? And he goes, something pushed me. And I said, are you sure you didn't just touch the electric fence? He goes, no, I was right here. And it was like far, far away from the electric fence. So mm -hmm. he swears that something pushed him. Was so your... later that night, okay. later that night, he just like wouldn't go to sleep. So I was laying in bed with him because it was weird. Like the train car. So like Mike and I slept here and then the kids like had these little pull out things right here. So yeah. I slept in between the two kids and we had the windows open because it's hot. Mm -hmm. And I just got this really fucking creeped out feeling. And I sat up and I was like, I have to shut the window. And I shut the window and I locked the door because it was like something really creeped me the fuck out. And I, to this day, can't, explain that but I do believe that when we were going around something followed us back there and pushed my son over well like, okay I was gonna ask you not that you would get a creepy feeling with your grandpa but was your grandpa already dead at that point when you went well yeah baby my grandpa's been okay. dead since I so got married would it have been your I don't think it grandpa was pushing I don't think he would. You... why would he push him 
No, and I'm going to tell because you. Because her grandpa was like, I'm going to tell you why I know this. I do, I do have my grandpa around sometimes, but it's usually when I'm in the fucking shower because my grandpa was a goddamn creep. Oh, see, that's why. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Yeah, well, because I... My favorite story of my grandpa, so I lived in the basement. My my mom lost the house, and so when I was, like, 14, we lived in my grandma and grandpa's basement. And was I was the downstairs. haunted? No. That was, was with your mom. That was with- That was when I was, like, 14. Okay. No. I, we lived in the haunted house the day the after that. Okay. Anyway. Um, well, no, we lived in the haunted house initially, and then I do, and then, think, okay. I do think there were spirits in, in the other house we lived in, too, but that's neither here nor there. Um... So my grandpa came down the stairs to do the laundry. I'm like, Grandpa, I'm naked. I'm changing. And he goes, it's not like I haven't seen a naked woman before. And came down the stairs and wow. went to the laundry. I was like, God damn it, Grandpa. Like, come on now. I'm 14. I need some privacy. Jesus, like, Grandpa. So he just didn't give a shit. And, like, he would, if, if Mike. He was, had severe PTSD. Yeah, he did. And if Mike was downstairs with me, he would peek in through the windows to make sure we weren't doing anything. He was a fucking creep. He was being a protective I love, grandpa. I love my grandpa. That's Don't fair. get me wrong, but I I do sometimes sense him in the shower, and it's really bizarre. I sense my grandma sometimes, too, in random in places. Shower. Yeah. In the shower. Maybe it's because you all lived together for so long. Though. Too long. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> no teenager should have to live in the basement next to Hold their on. mom. All right. So let's get into, now that we're at, like, two hours and 15 minutes, um, so I did find a couple of things about the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's anything that you, I mean, you probably already know about it. Oh. Um, so the Wikipedia says about this theater. <laughs> the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I looked at that article too. Uh, so it was built in 1928, uh, and was designed to resemble the Paris Opera House. And the theater opened in... October 5th of 1928, and it was built at a cost of over $400,000, which is equivalent to over $4.5 million today. Yes, it's a beautiful theater, although I do believe at one point it burned down and they had to rebuild it. They did not put that on the Wikipedia, which is very sad. Sarah should go in and add it. I should. Add shit to Wikipedia, right? You could, yeah. Yep. You could add it. Sarah, you could totally add it. I didn't know I could do that. I would have to find out the exact date, though, so I'd have to ask a few people. But, you know, we did all our orchestra concerts there. Did you Did you see the hauntedplaces.org? Yes. And did you read that guy's post? Mm-hmm. You did? Okay. I think so. I'm going to read off his post. It was by a guy by the name of Jeff, and he posted on May, May of 2015. He said, I worked in the Missouri uh, Symphony Society, which is headquartered in the Missouri Theater for two years. There were always rumors of paranormal activity, but I was skeptical until I finished, experienced it firsthand. I heard, fo- I heard footsteps in the auditorium when it was completely empty and all doors were locked. I called out, is anyone there? And received no reply. Then the footsteps began again. I was in the upper balcony at the time and the footsteps be- uh, came from the center aisle on the main floor of the auditorium. The entire entire theater was empty and all doors were locked. I had been locking the emergency exit that is accessed from the stairwell in the upper balcony when I heard the footsteps. I also experienced at the back door to the administration area opening on its own, uh, although it was deadbolted and also had a security chain. Even after I closed it and relocked the deadbolt and the security chain, 
the door opened again within minutes. At the time, the back door led to a secured alley with a gate, and there was no one there. I was the only person in the administration area, and the deadbolt was not accessible from the outside. To this day, the sound of the deadbolt unlocking and the chain sliding gives, gives me chills, especially since I knew both were securely in, in place. That's creepy. That was probably the guy who built it. Those are similar to things that I have heard. Supposedly, like, you know, none of the things that I would be able to tell you about it would be able to be found online because it's stories of people that I went to school with. You know, like, some of my friends that would be in there so they would hear, like, a little boy laughing. I've heard the same thing with the, the footsteps on the balcony and the doors opening um, the boiler room door opening by itself, which it, it's like that. It's normally bolted shut. But yeah. So what exactly happened in the boiler room? Apparently the little boy died down there. The The legend is that before it burnt down, there was a little boy that was down in there when it burnt down. Like the, the fire started in the boiler room. Oh. I don't know how the little boy got down there, but... There was supposedly an eight-year-old boy that was down there and ended up dying in the boiler room. And he's supposed to be haunting it. But, yeah, it's creepy for sure. Wow. But, again, you know, it's like ghost stories. It's Is is any of it real or is it not? Because I can't find any history on that. It's all what what people have stories that have been told at Mizzou over and over and over again. I saw a ghost at Gettysburg. Oh, you told me that. Mm -hmm. What? I saw a ghost at Gettysburg. You did? Like a straight-on full apparition or what? Uh, It was really fuzzy. I was standing there, and I was taking pictures, and I turned and looked, and there was one standing by a a cannon. But it was just like a big, blurry, white, fuzzy thing. And then I turned to go tell my brother to look at it, and I turned back around, and it was gone. Were you scared? No, because this was, like, far away. So I wasn't right next to it. I'm sure if I had been right next to it and I turned and I saw it, I probably would have been freaked out. But since it was like a little bit further away, it wasn't freaky. That's how the catacombs was. Like it was, there were certain spots in the catacombs, like when we would pass the cells and stuff, the cells were scary as crap. But on a whole, the catacombs wasn't. Yeah, it depends on where I feel like you go. Like when she went to the catacombs, that's a pretty fucked up place okay so first off first off first off first off (laughs) the fact that you went to the paris catacombs yeah is blows my mind there is so much history so we went if i could think of any place any place that would have the most Energy, the most history, the most everything. The Paris catacombs would 100% be. But see, here's, uh, the, here's the thing about it, though, Sarah. There are so many people that go in and out of those catacombs that it's kind of lost its historic value. It's, yes. Like, there are places in the catacombs. So, as you walk through the catacombs, yes, there's a bunch of bones and stuff, whatever. They're really cool. But there are, like, these cages, And that is where I get the feelings out of where those like weird little cages that were more towards the beginning of the catacombs. Because if you get into the catacombs, there's so many people that there's you don't really get the feeling of anything other than it's kind of annoying because it's crowded down here. You know, like 
Um, like you you forget what happened there because there's so many people just going to tour. Like it it takes oh, away and it was so really sad. hard to explain to my children why there were all these bones. Like they paved that that with the bones of their enemies. Like I mean, come on. But, you know, it just you, you there's like, too many people down there to feel the energies if that makes sense. Like, I think if it was, if I was down there and it was just me and it was like a certain time of night, yeah, it would probably be scary as shit. <laughs> but during the day, just walking through the catacombs, it's a cool experience. Like, it is really cool. I would do it again in a heartbeat. But did I feel a lot of presences? Not, not really. Because that's on my list. That's crazy, though. Like, you know where <laughs> I want to go? The Coliseum. That would be cool, too. I want to go to the Coliseum so bad, but I know that it's deteriorating, and soon yeah. there won't be anything left, and that makes I me I want to go to Venice. I'm pretty sad. soon it's going to be underwater. And so. I want to go to all the concentration camps. Ugh. I would go to Auschwitz, but I think that would be really hard on me. <clears throat> My mom went to Dachau. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, I, but then again, there's people are taking things from the concentration camps, like Oswich, they've taken so much stuff away from it and selling stuff. And that's an historic, it's not the same. It's not the same than when my mom went to Dachau Mm-mm. and she said that you can just feel it. You can just feel mm. this like eeriness mm. when you see the, the sign over the thing. But like nowadays, it's like people just don't care about history. You know where you can feel good eeriness? Like, oh, best feeling ever. I love good eeriness. I wouldn't call it concentration. No, 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 no. I said, do you know where? Where? Stonehenge. Oh. Stonehenge was fucking amazing. You went to Stonehenge? I didn't know that. Yes, we went to Stonehenge and we went to, um, oh, they're like these pools. Oh, someone's making a fire and it smells so good. Can I open that window? Just where's, where's the place in England that's like Thanks for all of these me. like baths? The baths. What is that called? Is the it just called the baths? In England, yeah. So we bad. went to oh, London. I know what you're talking about. I mean, obviously, you can't take a bath in there anymore, but... I'm a bath. The bathhouses! Yeah. Oh, oh it was so cool. bats or baths? Baths. Like, oh, you know, okay, like okay, you used okay. to, everybody used to get in a pool together and take oh, a bath. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. So, we went there and we went to Stonehenge. I think France was awesome, but I think London was... London was my favorite place that I've ever gone. See, my cousin lives in France right now. Like, she... When she was a kid, or when she was in college, she moved to France to do her over, you know, the abroad study or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she met a guy and she fell in love with him and they had, you know, they got married and they have a kid now. And they were living here in the United States for a little while. And then she was like, no, I want to move back. We want to move to France. So yeah. they've been living in France for like maybe three or four years. Do you and, know what's in France? She did tell me, and I totally fucking forgot. I think it's, like, three or four hours away from, like, Paris. Um, it's, like, a very small little town, like, in, like, the, I guess, the south southern part. So we yeah. stayed in Basarth, and we went through Poyer, which is where my grandpa's plane crashed. So we were, and I'm pretty sure that was more south, but then we went up north, and we went to the Pont de Hoc. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. We stayed in Corsair-Samur, which is the beach. And that was where um, 
that was where all of the Canadian ships were housed. But the Ponta Hawk was really cool. We went in the German bunkers and stuff, and it was that that was creepier than the catacombs, like by far. But it was really cool. That's so much history. I just can't it believe is. it. What I want to do is I want to go back to France. I got to get in much better shape. But I want to go back to France, and I want to take the path that my grandfather took. So he crashed in Poyer, and then he stayed. Oh, now I can't remember the name of the town. For a while in an apartment, but there were so many German people there, German soldiers, that they um, moved him somewhere else. So he stayed in, like, all these different little places um, with the Auduc family. And then they eventually, after a while, smuggled him onto a train. Mm-hmm. And he took the train so far, but then the rest of the time he hiked through the Pyrenees Mountains over into the next country and then hopped a plane and came back to America. He was MIA for like nine months. My grandma thought he was dead. But I want to take that same path he took because, and I want to hike through the mountains. I think that would be like the coolest thing ever. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. But I'd have to be in really good shape because I have to hike the mountains. (laughs) Oh, girl. And I have to have a lot of money and time. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's, wow, that's crazy though. Like, the fact that he was surrounded by enemy soldiers, like, and having to think about, like, dude, if I make the wrong choice or wrong decision, like, mm-hmm. I didn't get pretty much fucking killed. That's crazy. So, what people don't know is that, actually, he wasn't the only survivor. The pilot also survived. But the pilot chose to take that pill because he did not want to end up killed. Because he did not know whether they were French or German who took him and hid him. He did not know what side they were on and he wasn't willing to risk it. So he took the pill. But his family does not know that. And they were the other people that were there with me for the celebration. Were the pilot people. My grandpa was a tail gunner. So how did you find out that he had taken that pill? So this guy that I'm... that researched my grandpa and got in touch with my grandpa and brought him back out to France. His name is Jackie Emery. He is the nicest guy ever. He did a lot of research on the flying fortresses and the Lakanuki and the people that were on the plane and what happened in that time. And he found that information out, but he did not tell very many people that he told Mike and I that while we, he was taking us around to places. Mm -hmm. So we had three different people take us around. We had Danielle, um, the mayor take us around and then um, the the Duke's daughter um, my mom's really good friends with her Mary Jo she took us around to some places and then Jackie took us around to some places so he took us to a place that my grandpa stayed that we didn't know about until just recently like he recently found that that was a place that my grandpa stayed and I my mom didn't get to see it when she went out there but he took me to see it so it was kind of cool but yeah it was it was a very awesome experience but like I said I I went there for my grandpa and I moved to France in a heartbeat because I know people out there that would help me um but London mm, I love the energy in London like really that's where we want to move I would move to London in a heartbeat London is so different from the States. Like in the States, you know, war is what we talk about and sex is taboo, right? 
is completely the opposite in London. Like people are making out on the streets, lesbians, gay people, people are walk boys walking around dressed. No one cares. They don't care. It's like sex is the thing out there and all of that is fine. And they're like the true melting pot. Like we're supposed to be the melting pot, but we're not. London is. And um, I don't know. It was just such a different environment than it is here. Like it was way more my speed. <laughs> I think England in general is just so much more progressed than we are in every ox and every aspect you can ever think of. Like law enforcement wise, like from what I see, like they are so smart and everything. They take like years before they can even become a law enforcement. While I on the other hand took fuck seven months. <laughs> To go through the police academy and to get a, a well, and you're one of the good ones, but there's a great many that are not. Yeah, so I think it's just like, oh my god, I love their accent. I love the way they talk. Like it's I just. Have a, I have a friend named Gavin <clears throat> who is Irish English or no, I'm sorry, Irish yeah Irish English and something else, and he has the coolest accent. Ugh. Dude, they're so amazing. I told Sarah, like, we definitely want to go to England. We definitely want to go to Ireland and, like, New Zealand. Ireland is my bucket list. New Zealand! New Zealand is my bucket list, for sure, for sure. Like, I'm I just want to go to Italy, there. too. I took Italian in college with the idea that I wanted to go to Italy, and I have yet to be there. And I don't remember a lick of Italian, either. Australia's so. fun. I would move to I Australia. I would love to do like overseas vacations but I'm such a bitch when it comes to airplanes like just our trip our two and a half hour trip to fucking Denver freaked me the fuck out like I can only imagine like 10 hours on a plane you don't do well on a plane either though I so am very well aware Emily you fucking liar um I'm terrified of flying when we flew <clears throat> to Captiva <laughs> I'm surprised I still have a hand you're lucky my brother wasn't on the flight with us or else I would have been 10 times worse because my brother likes to go, Emily, the plane's going to crash. Emily, did yeah. you feel that? It's probably the plane blowing up. Every time we hit turbulence, she freaked the fuck out. There was a lot of turbulence. She apparently doesn't do <laughs> elevators either, I have determined, because my mother now, you can only get to her apartment by going up an elevator and she flips out every fucking time. God, Emily. I don't blame her though. Elevators There's a June bug. It's on the outside. Gross. Go away, Flick little it. asshole. Go away, little asshole. What are you talking about? A, a June, June bug. bug. Oh. You get June bugs out there? Yeah, we yeah, sure get June bugs out here. I hate um, June bugs. Yeah, Texas has flying cockroaches. Oh, ooh. Yeah. No thanks. Oh, that's right. You don't have those over there, huh? No, we have we have the normal cockroaches, which the are about big this ones. big. The cockroaches in Texas ones. are about this big, and they fly. Gross. Yeah. Is that like a Madagascar hissing cockroach? No, it's like a fucking house cockroach here on steroids. Yeah, they always go for your head. Every mm. time. June bugs, though. No. Mm. I would rather have a June bug in my hair than a cockroach. A cockroach run through your, run by your face, like right. Mm. Yep. Gross. Yep. God, it yeah. So good. I know. It's a fire. Somebody's got a fire going. Oh, that sounds good. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's be the end of our episode. Gross. Two hours and 30 minutes episode. I'm going to have to cut some stuff out. Oh, my God. I'm going like, to have to Like go me munching on, on pretzels in your ear. No, it's okay. I'm going to keep all the pretzel crunching in. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for coming on and talking with me and just kind of bullshitting, really. 
Really just bullshitting. Really bullshitting. That's what we do. We're good at this. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, You can catch us on our Instagram at ghost E-E-M-A or you can email us at ghost that's G-H-O-S-T dot D-E-M-Y-A-S-S at gmail.com and um, Emily, Sarah, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for inviting us. And uh, just wait till you come to Missouri and then you can go to all these awesome places with us. Oh my god, I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, for real. Bring your EVP because I want to see if we can catch a voice. Let's do it. Let's do it. Catch a voice and put it in a bottle. You mean on a tape? I don't know. (laughs) I'm a little tipsy. Oh my God, Emily, you've had like three beers. I don't drink anymore. She really doesn't. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Hope you love our beautiful podcast that we made. (laughs) Our two hours and 40 minute podcast. Podcast, podcast plus Pod- tangents. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Emily, do you want to tell them spooky later? Spooky later. <laughs> <laughs>